On this week's episode of Off Black the Podcast, we discuss why Black is king and Selena was queen. And WAP. Is it a bop or a flop? And we also discuss gender roles. Who's bringing home the bacon? And who's frying it in the pan? All that and more on this week's episode of Off Black the Podcast. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. That's at the Don B on all platforms. I am here with Hey guys, it's Kay Nicole. That's K.Nicole. on Instagram and Kayla Nicole on Facebook. And we're just chilling here at Plug It Studio SMV. Oh, yeah. Yes. One home, of our sponsors. Home of WXSJ 97.3 Sunshine Jams based out of Miami. So for the you guys that are listening, we're actually here at the studio. And speaking of WSXJ97.3Sunshine <laughs> what do we have in common with them? What do they do? We are also... Oh, wait, wait. What What do they do? What are we talking about? We're, we're on them, on right? There. I already said that. Wow. I said if you're listening to us on there. But they were going to drop the time. So oh, God. So I, I, fall, fall. I was trying to pull you in. <laughs> give us the rest. But it's okay. You guys can't close having this little I was You know what? We're all human. We're all like that sometimes. <laughs> I will fill in the gap. I literally for you, thought there friend. was something they were doing that I didn't, I'm like, what do they I'm do? I'm gonna rise to the occasion to fill in the gap because what partners do. So right. I'm gonna stretch myself above and beyond <laughs> this episode and you be there for you. Beyond the breach. I'm being there for you. Right now. <laughs> this is me showing up for you. I appreciate that. You always so, do. So um, uh-huh. what happened? Oh, WXJ 97.3 <laughs> at 9 a.m. 2 p.m. and then 830. Oh, it's 8.30? 8:30? I believe it was 8.30. Oh, that's to our uh, international <laughs> listeners. <laughs> that's a nightly show. Hopefully, hopefully we ain't confusing the hell out of y'all. <laughs> yeah, we are. But listen, it's all on our, just go link in the bio. If you go to WXXJ97.3.com, you can see all the info there. There and also on all platforms. Yes. Wherever you get your, your media. Wherever you pod. Right. Anywho, how you have, how you up this week? You just, <laughs> you just. We Sorry, it. guys. It's it's we're it's a, no. It. We're definitely not getting into anything personal, but just for my listeners that love and support me, pray for me. Just say <laughs> goodbyes and a virtual hug. I've been I've been going through it though. Real talk. Not of course getting into detail, but I feel like that's life. You know. Oh yeah. We all go through some shit. And mm-hmm. it's all in how you deal with it, how you persevere. You know. So right now, just keep, keep me lifted. Put me on the sick and bereaved list. <laughs> but she's bereaved, y'all. Yeah. Pass the collection plate around. R.I.P. to my happy. Go pick up some cake, <laughs> drop a plate off, you know. Throw them little green bibles at my house, have a pray by. Listen, you know. listen, listen. <laughs> We're going to touch in the green, I think it's going to be all right. Anywho, like, how's your hopefully less dramatic weekend been? <laughs> um, it was a lot less dramatic. Good, um, good, good. Praise God. Um, <laughs> I am here with you, though. All blessings flow. Right. I am with you. Uh, no, I'm sending my good vibes to you. But, yeah, I had a, I had a good weekend. It was, again, I was 
traveling to an undisclosed location as like, I always am. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I had to like just, pry it out of him. God, y'all yeah. just you know like, what I mean, Kaki. I cannot stand him. But, yeah, <laughs> it was very chill. It was very eat, pray, love. I progressed it. I actually you sounded don't really good when you were there. Yeah, it was a nice vibe. You like, I literally it. was just over there hmm, meditating and just being one with the earth. So hiking and doing shadows I haven't done in forever. Just being outside. Hiking and doing what? Just doing stuff I haven't done oh. in a while. Just being outside and just being Wow, that's why you look thinner. You've been doing your thing. I have. I have. I lost like, like seven pounds. I'm so proud of you. I'm trying to lose 20, but, you know, seven, you got to be grateful for each one. It's not about the weight loss. It's just, you know, I'm just trying to just get back in the swing of things. You know what I mean? Like, COVID, obviously, we were working on this stuff. That's Wild not, on. Yeah, that's not going to work. Turn off your phone. That's not going to work. So he's getting DMs. Y'all heard that iconic Listen, Facebook pop. That was my little <laughs> sister. Don't make it weird. Sure, sure. All right, Little okay. sis better comment and say it was her. <laughs> like, Let me see what talking about. Really? Are you checking your DMs I'm not right now? Because <laughs> it's probably something crazy. They're <laughs> always joking. We have we have a group check uh, group chat, but there's seven of us, so right. It's a lot, but anyways. that's so good that y'all have a group chat though. Yeah, it's just, it's just constantly running. You know what I mean? I feel like me, and my brother, and sister should have a group chat. Yeah, but we're not close like that. We're yeah. stupid. We don't talk like every single day, but it, you know we can go by when something funny happens. Something funny will happen, and we'll put a funny video in there, or something like dramatic happens that that's why we all know. We'd be like, "Girl, you about this person." Well, most of the time, I'm you know I'm the cousin face, so I'm always like, "Who? What happened?" Where Your cousin face. Um, besides, minus fucking the family, I don't do that. But I, I mean, cousin faith doesn't like cousin I mean, out here traveling. Fuck the family. Yeah, I didn't do all that. Oh, okay, okay. I bought my home. You know what? Yeah. You know what? She, the family fucked my husband. <laughs> you, know, you know what the family did? The family fucked my husband. Yeah. Face fucked my, my husband. husband. Did you see what she did redid? She that? That day? Oh, she redid it? Oh, you got Is it on Instagram? So we can just Instagram. Wow, look, wow, I'm sorry, this. but I must. I, uh, I have to see. She re uh, did it on TikTok. It's so funny. She did it? Yeah. You know how that boy. Uh, that does the reenactments of the videos for like household objects. I can't believe it. She kind of doesn't like that. Is it the last one? It's, let me see, turn towards me. Her, no. Is it this one? Uh, here, let me see. Because now we're really doing this on here the Here it air. is. That's the one. The family. <laughs> the family, I was a family in my house. You know what? The family fucked my husband. <laughs> What are you gonna say, huh? Terry, what? Talk about Can we talk about what? She had a full production. No, oh my goodness, at the end of that scene is my favorite part of the whole thing. At the very end the dogs. Of the well, well, not that one, the actual scene where she's oh. running through. At that party, and once it all comes down, well, he's like, Oh my goodness, yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so funny. Who are the, I wonder if that her mom is that her daughter? That's like, her mom, and those are kids, and like the dogs and stuff. But yeah, anyway, y'all, <laughs> okay, sorry, we, we're <laughs> having a moment. Are, I'm sorry, I, I catch up, but so we caught up. You guys are looking for us. Let's take a break. I was so like, All in that, and send her some more love because that's so funny. I love that video. I love it. She killed that. All right, quick little break. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm.
This episode is brought to you thanks in part to our friends over at Studio SMV. Studio SMV is not only your complete video and photography rental studio facility, but also offers great photo and video service for all your needs, including social media, business, and personal. Studio SMV is also a network membership studio club that allows media creators, photographers, producers, and directors a chance to become a member and get discounts on studio rentals, classes, gear, talent, and services. So if you're just starting out in the industry or are a professional looking for a studio to rent and call home, Studio SMV is the place for you. Yep, so head on over to studiosmv.com for more information and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Studio SMV. Now back to the show. And we're back, guys. Thanks again for joining us. We're here with our topics for the week. <laughs> What's going on in the world of... Uh, yeah, we're going to get off topic real yes. quick. So, um, honestly, I feel like I've missed potting with you. You know, I miss talking to you guys. And I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things. Because life, as you know, we prefaced. It's crazy for me right now. But it has been on my heart to talk about some of the stupid stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I also wanted to get your opinion done. So... With all the weird press that it got, did you feel like WAP was a flop or a bop? And oh. your personal music playlist choices. I think it's a bop. You think it's a bop? Mm -hmm. Okay, why? I like it. I enjoy it. Like, um, I like to listen to stuff and chew on it for a little bit. So I've been playing it out, playing it out. Um, but. Every time I play, I like it more than I like the last time. It's funny, my roommate was playing it this morning, and it's just funny listening to a, a guy's guy, like, <laughs> blast of uh, what? But um, it's good. I like it. I'm not mad at it. Um, again, I'm not really concerned with, like, people that say about the controversy or whatever. I think it's silly, but yeah. I like it. It's a bop in my book. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, I feel like, well, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to agree with the fact that I think it's a bop. I don't agree with that. But um, I never, I didn't see anything wrong with the song, is what I mean. I didn't understand the weird backlash that it got. I mean, I understand people are fake woke. Yeah. Well, it's not even woke. It was just stupidity. Like, I didn't feel like people were being woke. They were just literally being stupid. We were, um, I saw this meme the other day that had, you know, like one of the little cartoon characters where they're like screaming out. And it was like us in middle school, like, to the window. Uh, to the wall, right. <laughs> like, to the sweat drop down my bottom. I mean, I just feel like I had this. It's conversation. like, but then we're like, WAP is disgusting. <laughs> I had this conversation with another. I was guessing another podcast about that song. And I just feel like I don't even have the energy to like defend it because I feel like I've been hearing the celebrities, or role models, BS thing since I was a kid. So it's like pretty much. I don't. I think the music. Today is no nastier than when we were kids, or yep. no nastier than music before that. Music is nasty. It's art. People talk about sex. People have sex. Whoa, shocker! They it know. happens. Like they do. Like fro fro. So <laughs> words are words. Like I don't care if you're saying pussy or gushy. Like we know what you're talking about. So I enjoy it. It's fun. Um, you know, let's put around. I love. You know. <laughs> stripper culture i love ratchet sex songs um and it's fun it's it's what a, it's what i expected for the two of them like i feel like they came together and made a good song and it's fun Video's I agree. Cute. i'm not mad at it i agree uh yeah so i just want to get your your thoughts on it because it was just a lot going on about the what and i'm like and it still went to number one so 
Yeah. It was good. I think it was really good. The only thing I would have changed about it, and I said this on the other podcast as well, I'll say it again. I think that what would have exploded the culture, what really would have been quote unquote women's empowerment, mm-hmm. remove Kylie when they on the video where they, you know, the music freezes and Kylie walks through. Yeah. How dope would it have been if that would have been Nikki walking through? Well, yeah. And that course. was her pregnancy announcement. Of course. Like, I feel like that would have fucked that the game been a up moment. to a different It would have been a moment. And what is interesting is because the Kylie thing, she's in there, everybody was like, yeah, why is she in here? I was like, well, it's because, um, you know, why he bullshitting into that, you know, it's just marketing. But I'm like, even if y'all don't like each other, I wish somebody on one of their teams would be like, do you realize how much money there is to be made just to show unification? You don't have to hang out. I don't want to see y'all going on, you know, girls trip weekends, going to brunch, but just a video all through the minute would have just like shook the culture. So that's my only thing I would have added to it. But again, you know, we can't get it. We can't have it all, but I like what it is. I like it for what it is. Yeah, but. So I don't know if you saw trending today. Like right now, as we're speaking, the number one trending topic is what party? Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are giving away a million dollars to one lucky woman for mm-hmm. woman empowerment right now. I saw that trending. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So I see people like sending in their little, I'm a hardworking woman, Lord, send okay. it to me. <laughs> sending in there. But I mean, I, mean, I personally wouldn't even get in on it. There's the chance of you winning that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that's sweet. But I that's think fun. it's dope to see two women coming together just for other women. Um, unfortunately, I felt like the reason they got the backlash that they got was because it was Cardi. You know what I mean? Um, if Nikki talks about her her pussy or whatever, yeah, she gets some stuff, but this was a bit extreme. I feel like there's a little bit of hate that people just kind of have for Cardi because mm-hmm. she's out there. You know, she gets these interviews with like Joe Biden and she gets the, you know, people just want to hate her because of how she talks and mm-hmm. because of how she carries herself. And I get it. You know, she's out there like that. Yeah. Nikki is more kind of untouchable. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, you can talk shit about her, but you're not going to see her cry on camera. You know what I mean? And Cardi will. She's vulnerable like that. And I think people know they can get to her, so they do. Yeah. It's, she's she's an easy target. Yeah. And she she makes it that way. It's not her fault, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of vibe I was getting from mm-hmm. it. Um. Anyway, after that whole video had aired, did you see the tweet from your girl Kylie? No. That has since deleted. Uh-uh. So she took a picture. Kardashian. This is is so classic Kardashian, what the fuck Mm. she did. Even though I think, well, she's a Jenner, right? Still. I mean, they're all the same. Classic, whatever. That family. So, um, anyway, she's standing in, like, in front of some kind of balcony in a house, and there's kind of like a, it's not very bright, it's darker, so she she has her tanning stuff done, or on, or whatever. Mm. So she's looking kind of brownish. She captioned her picture, brown skin girl. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and when she got caught, she immediately deleted it. <laughs> I don't even think she got... I think that... Well, when she got called out, I should say. I think what Kylie is doing is the same thing the Kardashians are doing. It's the right. same thing that these corporations are doing. I think that... I mean, I just, everything. I think that black Twitter has really become a force, a thing, you know? 
And I think that we just get gaslit, we get stirred up mm-hmm. because that gets things going. And at this point, mm-hmm. the publicity is a matter of it's positive or negative. If you're talking about something that's bringing money in, and, remember, and, and I think you know, you're doing the stuff on purpose. People like, are trading why would in. You do that? People are trading in fame for infamy every day. Yeah. You know, you got like Lisa Ray who's doing it at more. At this point, and more. you can't you even got, see the line anymore. It's like, what is it? It's a hot mess, and people who. I once looked at in a different light. I now look at a lot more negatively. It's like Lisa Ray on that show with fucking Claudia Jordan. Not even that, but she was apparently mess. Like, go yeah, she's a mess. Apparently, Garcia Bouvet now has a podcast along with everyone in the world. She's fancy. From I know that is. Yeah, I like her. Like I like her. I I have nothing against her, but she has a podcast, and so she invited Lisa Ray on the podcast recently. It's like a couple days ago. Disappointed. So you got Sherry Shepherd, her, and apparently the podcast episode is really good. Like you got like people like it's hilarious. That particular episode, like everyone was like listen to it. So I was like, so when I'm done, I will listen to it. Mm-hmm. But the clip that went viral was Lisa Ray Garcia just asked her something basic, like build a man type of question. If you know who, if you could, you know, have or whatever, even like celebrity, like or you know, she's like you don't even have to say his name, but mm-hmm. what? Qualities like shit, and so Lisa, uh uh-uh, uh, this is easy for me, this is easy. And they're like, Oh, okay, who she goes, Will Smith. Now, if you know the backstory <laughs> as to her ex husband, right, Dwayne like, Martin, because she being Lisa Ray is one of those messy queens, honey, that hides her messiness like a church lady. You know, I don't even think she's hiding. No, it. she hides it. She masks it well. It's just no different than when she tried to call Nicki Minaj's body, and then Nicki was like talking about her in a song. It's no different. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I think I don't think she's hiding anything. Yeah. I think she's she just, just no. She is because even when she when she said what she said about Nicki, and then Nicki made the song about her, she was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that was a song. I I didn't know nothing about that. Like, I girl, I saw it. Stop poking the bear, like, and then hiding your stick. Like, cut it the fuck out. So anyway, she was like, I want I, Will Smith. Oh, he's a philanthropist. He is rich. He has it. And then she tried to, like, it's like when you th- throw the, the, the shit out there, you're trying to reel it back in. Mm-hmm. Trying to reel it. So she was like, oh, well, what I mean is I, I, those qualities, someone uh, someone like a Will Smith. They're like, mm, okay. It's the same but, thing as when and then, like then she goes, can, she goes, well, what? We can get into an entanglement. Okay. I don't. I'm really right. I, this is really. Dis- I'm not even being funny. I'm really disappointed in this conversation. It so is I'm just disappointing. Like, I don't want to it is disappointing. Um, the thing with Lisa Ray, um, I really am just. I think when I say disappointed. I don't really care about like the tea or what she's feeling about like different people. I just liked her as an actress when I was a kid, and it's just very disappointing to be this age and to see somebody I respected, mm. like not doing what I like them for like all these people that are just getting into like the messy gossipy things and where can i say that you know what i mean because she it was fun when she was spilling tea about nicole murphy and we were just like oh she's talking shit about her and even that got a little excessive and now it's just you're trying to just keep these little viral moments going and it's like you know what would be even better than that if you were like in a movie that would be awesome it would so i know it's not that easy easy it's hollywood black actresses i get it but i don't like this so but y'all let oh, me no. it's none of my business if i was will smith and i had a lisa ray out there saying my name <laughs> i'm like what are you doing even though it seems i am Stop. You, know, I you know remember her in that video lisa ray was the girl in that video 
I don't remember that video, but you don't remember that. Um, I mean, that was my that was, oh, that's my favorite songs, but I don't yeah. remember the video. Like she that. was the girl in the video who was like fading away and okay, was, like she was. I mean, Lisa Ray's gorgeous. legendary. She yeah. still looks good. She's she, beautiful. She's amazing. But but just stop all this, please. Like Nicki Minaj said, all them fillers in your face, you just full of hate. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna call that either. <laughs> Queen Nicki, stand up. But anywho, oh, I wanted to um ask so. Have you had a chance to see Black is King? Have you watched oh, it? Oh, I've seen it twice, yeah. How did you love it? Um, yeah, I cried the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I was just visually stunned by yes, like, just everything. thank you. Just the production, the quality. I was never seen and not, and anything I, I was, that level before. I was encapsulated in, in the first scene. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is different. And it, I think it took up until Mood to get me, like, really... To kind of get into it, more. understand where it was going. Cause I was like, at first, I was, I got a little thrown off at one point, and then I was like, okay, I think I see, I, I see, the, I see where, I see the correlation now. Mm-hmm. When it came to like Lion King and then the references. Yeah, had you heard the Gift album? Some of it, but not all of it. See, I think that's what was hard. People, people were like not understanding the correlation. I think mm-hmm. it was. Um, the gift album was just like an interpretation of the Lion King, right? Mm-hmm. So it was really, really good. I listened to it way later. I listened to it until maybe like six months after it came out. I mm-hmm. downloaded it, but just again, you know how I would listen to this. I got to get heavy in for it, and it's a mood album. You know, it's like a lot of Afro beats. It's really good. Um, and but it has like it's just it's not the soundtrack to Lion King. He thought it was. It's just taking like some of like the quotes from Lion King and just like making songs out of them, you know what I mean? Empowerment songs. And then I think whatever thing that went down this year with, like, everything that's everything. happening right now, I think uh, they were probably like, okay, we need something right now, so this is, like, a visual uh, representation. To, you know, she does visual albums. Mm-hmm. She does it all the time. It's this is beautiful. a visual of that album. So, it's really so what good. What do you feel about people accusing her of cultural appropriation? Um, I just think people are just gonna do that regardless there's nothing you can't i don't i don't i don't cultural cultural appropriation to me is not just that's a different culture than i have it on not appropriating the culture um cultural appropriation is white girls putting on their feather headdresses and going to coachella you know what i mean it's when you're deliberately taking something and doing something you know what i mean like this is a respectful piece like if anything she's lifting up what it is she's not putting it on and going to a concert just dancing and it saying in. i am this and, you yeah. know what i mean it's just showing like brown people on this royal level that we never get to see in hd and like we, this we did a on, on that before about appreciation versus appropriation yes yeah, so. and i definitely got a lot of appreciation out of what she did now i will say a lot of that is more the reason that you don't you don't see people in like the white community be able to differentiate that from like a Kim Kardashian kimono line, right? Is because they're not black, and I don't mean that in a a a, a rude way. Mm-hmm. I just mean for us, we've had so much taken. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, who's to say that that wasn't her culture mm-hmm. originally? We don't know. You know we what don't I mean? Know. A lot of us uh, that was taken from us. We don't know those things. We we didn't get the right to. So it's kind of hard to be like, uh, she's appropriating because she's American. No, you you know that it would be appropriation if you did it. So mm-hmm. you feel like it's not equal. Right. Just an excuse to find but something. To it's a completely it. different can of worms. If Beyonce were, you know, prancing around in um, Native American gear and she doesn't have a drop of Native American in her body, 
Okay, I can kind of see that. But sh- this is African. It's a totally different thing. And I just feel like it was beautiful and well-made and well-put yeah. together. Um, but it's Beyonce, so we expected nothing less right. than, we, like, a we, cinematic journey. Yeah, you yeah. expect <laughs> high production, first yeah. of all. But I'm just really proud of Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. I'm not putting them on, a, on any kind of pedestal, but I feel like to, to be at the level that they're at and have the, the scratch and claw to get in the space where you're like the one you know what i mean yes. where like you're you're they're there they're you're it and you don't have to reach back and do this kind of stuff you know what i mean you can make any kind of music because you've already crossed over into pop territory you know what i mean you're already there if anything you're regressing because you see why he remember that whole thing the day beyonce turned black how it's gonna be that a big thing that was my like favorite. that's like it's funny but it's really a hundred percent how people feel Real. And so it's just, I just am really just happy that, like, you know, I feel like regardless how you feel, that was something that we needed, and I'm grateful for it. So thank you. It reminds you. me of a, um, what was a celebrity? She's a um, a comedic celebrity. I think she does SNL, and then it was Reese Witherspoon, too. Anyway, they were at some award show, mm-hmm. and you know how they have the selected tables, you know? So I think, it, I want to say it was the Academy Awards. Anyway, so this is Beyonce's... The Golden Globes. The, you remember that? That's the no, celebrity. but that's, oh. the, that's what the, the tables is that yeah, one. Yeah, okay, so they ha- Beyonce and Jay-Z have their own champagne line. Yes. I know this. Okay, I know what you're talking about. You've seen that? Yes. And, they're like, and, and Reese she was, was like, all hyped. And they yeah. were like, the king and queen of America. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and I was like, that's really what they are. Yeah, literally. And I, I know that, you know, we're... Unfortunately, black people... And I try not to be that, but it's like I can't help it because I'm black. But it's like... <laughs> We literally, there's, I don't think there's an arena that we have gotten into that we have not run. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know that that, that's why we're hated sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not bullshit. Like, it's literally our greatness as a people that people can't stand. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter how much we oppress them, no matter how much we put them down, no matter how much we build these systems to make them fail, they still find a way to win. (laughs) And it's like... How? How are you that resilient? And I just feel like it's amazing. Because, I mean, um, pop culture, music, fans, having fans, being successful, that wasn't for us, Mm -hmm. you know? It wasn't for us to be famous. It wasn't for us to be in the spotlight. And when you think of all the people who are, like, the biggest names, they're usually black. Mm -hmm. Um, In every arena. Yeah. For every every Brad Pitt, we have a Denzel. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? For... We just have that, you know, for every, I can't even think of a white singer who's bigger than Beyonce. Mm-mm. I can't even think of someone to compare and her it's, to. And she's completely uncomfortable. She's so far above mm-hmm. everything else. And you know what I mean at this point? Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, she completely is not, is doing her own thing. She said, fuck the charts. Mm-hmm. Fuck all that. She doesn't have, she doesn't play the she charts. Number one thing on forever. And it's like, as soon as she stopped playing that game, she got even more bigger. Because when you, when you, you get, respect her more. you respect her more. Now she's off up. This off in like true art, one hundred percent artist land. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that's where everybody wants to be in a career. So I'm just you know happy for them. Get it? Get your money. Thank you for Blackest King. I'm gonna watch it again. It was amazeball. It was. So, so I definitely awesome. wanted to wanted to shout that out. Like check it out, guys. If you haven't checked it, support it because not only is it supported Beyonce, but all those black faces you saw in there that worked their ass off. Those mm-hmm. dancers. Those actors and actresses, those, you know, the couple of people that she did have featured, all amazing. Yeah. All amazing. So, yeah. 
Awesome, awesome. Loved it so much. What did you want to talk about? There was something you said you wanted to throw in. I remember. Oh, um, I'm just on a, a lamb high right now because I woke up this morning lamb to down. amazing news. So, <laughs> of course, it's about Mariah. What else would it be about? Um, lovely, no, amazing. guys. Um, I was going to save it for the offbeat, but I'm going to save it now. So uh, um, she announced this morning that she's releasing a rarities album. And coinciding with her memoir coming out September 29th called so the, the Meeting of Mariah Carey. Is Karen. it going to be like some remixes in there that have the Nobody's heard anything on this. So mm. these are all, she went back into like the vault and these are all songs that were unfinished. Nobody's ever heard them before. Oh, it's going to be so, so good. it's better than we even thought. Like I, it was rumored Damn. around the middle that this was coming and I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like some B-sides. You know, it's going to be like some album cuts that people liked or whatever. And then the announcement this morning was like, oh, no, it's songs Never that before. people haven't heard. Songs that, so this Friday, she has a song coming out called Save the Day. It features vocals from Lauren Hill. They had a duet years ago they had been working on. And it's it's, it's up in like music industry, like folklore. Like nobody's ever seen it, heard of it. it this was a rumor my whole life. And then she's like, oh, this Friday, um, I'm releasing Save the Day. It's a song that I never finished. So she finished writing it and finished recording it. Like with more? With like... Well, I think, so it's saying with, the, they're probably going to sing with Lauren Hill, but I feel like it's like a interpolation, kind of like, remember how Drake did uh, Nice For What with Lauren Hill's sample? Okay. I feel like she probably is sampling, because yeah, yeah. Killing Me Softly is a song it samples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Lauren resung um, that and lo- vocals and, on and there, and but Killing she may Me have. Killing Me Softly is a sample, so. Right. Wow. But sometimes people resing their vocals for samples, you know what I mean? Legacy artists do that. So people are saying Lauren's a part of it, but. Uh, her voice is going to be on the track. We just have to wait to hear it. Yeah. yeah. MC and Laura on the track for me. And it's supposed to be like motivational, inspirational. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, wow. I did not expect that at all. So it's going to be really cool. Just stuff from like, you know, 20, 30 Wee. years ago that nobody's ever heard. Finished writing, you know, fresh vocals. And I'm really I'm excited so for that. Funny. So that, with the book coming out, I feel like I'm going to spontaneously combust. So. Aw, she's giving you That'll things. be, yeah. She's feeding us. We're she feasting. Is. We're feasting. You're going to be full for a minute. But yeah, that's all, guys. Check it out when you get time. Yeah, she was trending all morning. Yeah. I was like, good God, Mariah's everywhere. Didn't always, she, she sung too. Always. She sung. She sung two songs. She, sung she sounded Legend really good. I know that was your jam. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Legendary. So that had to make you and happy. And she did. And the second song she did was a rarity. It's called Close My Eyes. Um, it wasn't a single, but it was like on the Butterfly album. It's a really good song, but it sounded good. I was very proud. That, that vocal rest in that quarantine, honey. Well, well rested. Yeah, I know she gets a lot of grief, and people like to say what they say, but that girl's voice is sick. And you know what? The same thing I said about Beyonce, where she's Beyonce is at the point where like artists want to get to. Uh, Mariah got there, and now she's a legacy artist, and she's doing exactly what a legacy legacy artist artist should be doing. You should be releasing old ass shit that we want to hear. You know what I mean? You should be having number one songs from twenty five years ago come back around. Yeah, she's not trying to bust out new choreography and be a fucking girl. Right, I mean, because we don't have a lot of divas left. We have Madonna, Mariah, and Janet. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much the last three from that era that are like still out working I'm like that. Madonna and Madonna is still out here trying to keep up with the new girls. I you know what I mean? I and nothing is wrong with that. But you saw the video the other day when she's twerking at the, on the beach in Jamaica or something. I'm not mad at Madonna. I'm not mad at her. Live your best. Live your life, life and you want to be. That's yeah, fine. But I feel like she's still trying to do the whole like I'm reinventing myself thing. Yeah, every instead album. Instead of understanding that she's a legend and doesn't have to. And you can go back to some of them old hits and polish them off, girl. And she Hello. She's gonna take a page out of Mariah's book Listen. and call it a day. So I love it, but we'll get to that. That's another offbeat topic. We can I wonder Jesus. why Madonna didn't keep up like Mariah did in, in a sense. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I feel like she 
was going for, she made it a lot longer. I mean, the her, her legacy reason, is crazy. The reason I say that is because when you think of Mariah right now, even the young kids can tell you a Mariah song. Oh, yeah. I don't feel that way about yeah. Madonna. She's more our time and just stayed there. Yeah. If you check, what's really crazy about, like, uh, Spotify releases, the, um, the radio playlist every single year, every year, the Mariah's, like, number three. I know. And it, the, the top two might change. It could be Rihanna and don't one let year. Christmas time come around. It's oh yeah, it's that. But even like between albums, when there's no Christmas, Christmas nothing happening, like it's just always three or four because that music is just it's still good. People still play it. It's it's, a, it's woven into the culture. And I think Madonna's is too. I just think Madonna didn't go back and like like Mariah's pushing that old music to us now. Madonna's just like, oh, you have a new album. It's like, girl, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear. Like don't tell like me. Share. Yeah. Uh, legacy. Legacy. And, but Cher was able to her entire career up until, you know, when she got a little too old to be, you know, really performing like that. Yeah. She just kept going and kept yeah. staying relevant. And it was dope to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like Madonna kind of missed that boat. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, she when I was... had some personal stuff happening. Yeah. But I feel like she was good in the 80s and 90s. And then she, yeah. she came out. No, that's a lie. She came out in the early 2000s with, a, with hits. Oh, yeah. She was still banging them she out. She was still banging in the early 2000s. And then that was kind of it. She was putting music out. It just wasn't catching. She's been putting music out consistently since then. It's just, like I said, it's not. it doesn't sound authentic anymore. It sounds like you're trying to jump on some kind of wave or trying to push something. But she had that one song. Who was on it? Um, was it Migos? No. She had a song recently with a young rapper. I forgot who it was, but... I feel like her amigos have a song together, but I could be don't y'all will correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Anyway, it's just and nothing is wrong with that. It's just no. it's just when it's authentic, that's one thing. It yeah. doesn't sound authentic from like Madonna. you're just trying to jump on a wave. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh well, anywho. Anyway, yeah, we went to a whole offbeat segment <laughs> off topic, but we'll take a little brise. We'll be right back, guys. Alright guys, we're back. It's time for Offbeat. <laughs> this week we are celebrating the music of Selena. Woohoo! Selena Quintanilla. Um, <laughs> she is one of my favorite artists. Um, and I just felt like I have a love for um, her, Tejano music in general. And it's a big part of my life and a lot of people don't know that. So we did this episode last week that was about like getting to know your co-host. So it's like, oh, let me just dive into like a part of my life that most people don't know about. Um, I'm excited about this. And I also, I love Selena. Like, I grew up in Texas, and she is I, iconic, period. But in te- people in Texas have a whole different, like, Texas respect for her. Basically. Yeah. Um, and that's what she was, you know, did most of her touring. And, like, that she just belongs there. Um, part of the culture. I wasn't there when she passed, but I had friends that were there. And school was let out. Like, it was, like, a big deal. Um, it still is. But anyway, so we're going to dive a little bit into, like, Selena, just to give you guys that aren't too familiar with, you know, her life and her accomplishments. I'm sure you probably know the movie with Jennifer Lopez, but that's for the most betting Joe Beer can American. That's as far as most people know is the movie, which is great. So, uh, J-Lo killed it, but um, I just wanted to dive a little bit more into her life and just let people know exactly what she was about. I think she was just amazing. We're robbed for not having her. Um, so we're going to dive into it a little bit. So first... Just people are wondering, like, why am I so obsessed with Selena? But I do have a Tejano music history kind of, like, moment in time. So I grew up in Texas. I do play saxophone, like I said, on other shows. And so I played in a few Tejano bands um, from ages, like, 15 to 22. 
And it started off kind of small. Like, it was just me hanging around with, like, a friend whose parents had a band. And I'll be listening outside. And then just kind of like, oh, let me jump in. Bringing my sacks from school over there. And then just playing for fun. Then I was actually good. And it was like, oh, do you want to be in the band? And, oh, sure. So, for me, hell yeah. I'm 15, 16, you know, making $200 a gig. That's a a lot of money when you're a teenager, you know. Um, and we're traveling and like, just like in the movies on the, in the 15 passenger van bus and going to festivals and Kansas and different little places all over the place, (laughs) Kansas, Texas, New Mexico, um, basically all the Southwest of, uh, Texas, the Tex-Mex market. Um, yeah, just playing gigs, clubs, uh, weddings, birthday parties, quinceañeras, the whole nine. So, um, I really enjoyed it. I did it for years. Um, right before I moved to Indiana, I got back into school, um, when I switched like fashion and all that, I kind of just made a whole 180 turn. Um, but yeah, so I love Tejano music. It's very just passionate. Um, it's fun. It's upbeat. It's just all about like love. Like there's no way you cannot go and have a good time. Like we in our schools, in the school dances, like we that's the music we listen to. Like they played that at our dances in the clubs. There, that's what you hear. So, want to get into Selena a little bit. Um, she basically uh, started, came on the scene with Selena y Los Dinos, her family's band. Her story is similar to Jackson 5, kind of. Um, her dad, just like Joe Jackson, um, uh, Abraham Quintanilla, he was a musician. I don't want to say failed musician, but he was a uh, musician. Um, in the 50s, 60s, they had like kind of a doo-wop um, group that he was in, he sang, and um, didn't really make it too, too far. And just like most artists, they end up giving birth to a prodigy child. And they want to live their best life through that. We saw with Whitney's mom, uh, Mariah's mom, Michael's mom. So they have, they, they're the artists and they don't quite make it. And they have this kid that's just like the extra oomph of what they were trying to do. You know, their yeah. extra extension. So he like basically just like got the kids together. Selena, her brother, A.B., and her sister, Suzette, and made them be a band. And they were like really reluctant at first, but they were all self-taught, which I think is amazing. Um, Mexican-American family, basically, he, uh, they had their own business, they had a restaurant that they were living off of. Um, Reagan came in, Reaganomics hit the scene, a lot of people lost their businesses, most brown people, kind of <laughs> similar to these days. Um, uh, but we won't go there, you know, which is yep. not a political podcast. But anyways, um, they ended up losing their business. And so his dad was like, I'm going all in on my kids. Like, I know they can do this. It's very similar to Jackson 5. Joe Jackson putting it all in. Very similar to Matthew Knowles. You know, being like, I'm going all in on my on these kids. I know they can do it. So he taught them everything. Like, Suzette taught learn how to put the drums. Selena learned. And they, they the kids knew English. So they had to learn how to sing in Spanish to appeal to that market and everything. So it's a really cool story. You've seen the movie. You know how it goes. Um, they ended up sweeping the scene. Um, getting better and better and better, getting really popular, and they ended up going to, um, the order they got, you know, Selena Elosinos became just Selena, because obviously she was a superstar, um, and just, it was easier just to just drop that, and so the band stayed, but she became a solo star, um, and that was about the 80s when she was kind of coming up, but the 90s when she kind of, like, hit her peak, and we just talk about all the time, like, uh, our favorite phrase on the show was, <laughs> so, so walk so this person could run, Selena didn't walk. She literally bulldozed the path down. Like, there is a good documentary I want everybody to watch. It's called Selena Remembered, and it's on um, YouTube. And it's about an hour and a half. Uh, I think it's narrated by Mark Anthony. I forgot who narrates it. Really? Yeah, I think it's Mark Anthony. I could be tripping. Um, I don't remember. I watched it. It's really good. It's called Selena Remembered. 
it gives a lot of details that aren't just about like the sad part. So you learn just like the little intricacies about her career that I didn't even know. And I'm pretty Selena well versed, but um, yeah, she bulldozed the path because right when she passed away is when the Latin boom hit. You remember the late nineties and early two thousands, we had like the Latinx movement with the J Lo and Ricky Martin and like Enrique Iglesias and just that, that big old, yes. you know what I mean? Um, the living La Vida Loca era, basically like that came off the heels of the, I was not a passing of Selena, but it was right after that. But it was all this early work that when she was doing the digging and coming up in the scene and just being herself. Um, again, we give J-Lo a lot of shit. We're like, she profited off of so many people. And it's like, she did a great job in this movie. But it's, again, it's just like, the movie literally catapulted her career. And, and the Mexican community was pissed about Yeah, that. the Mexican community was really upset about it because they wanted a Mexican person to play Selena. Um, now... J-Lo ate the role now. There's oh, a, for sure. There's a documentary about the behind the scenes of Selena, the making of Selena, that is crazy. The family was like, and they explained why they picked her. They were like, we we had to pick her just because we didn't, we couldn't pick anybody else. Like, when she walked in the room and just sat on the couch, like, Selena would just sit like that. She would put her feet up. She would just do certain things that was just like, we're scared. Is she like embodying you right now? It was like, we have to pick you because nobody else was as good. So, you know, I don't want to say that she took a role from Mexican actress. I do just, it makes me sad when you see how much Selena did and then what J-Lo is, right? So, Selena, right. the true, like, incorporation of an artist, writing and producing your own material, your family. You heard her brother wrote, wrote their songs and he produced her, her music. <laughs> your sister's a drummer. Your dad is your manager. You're creating your own music yourself. She made her own outfit. She's like, um, she's like an iconic style, like a bustier, different kind of bedazzled bustiers with like a leather pant or something like that. She sold her own clothing, but wow. like made her own, designed her own looks on stage, her, her her dancing, iconic choreography. She was her own choreographer and the stuff she was doing was just natural. She got on stage and just started dancing and that became choreo, you know what I mean? And then her bigger shows down the line became more... Advance, and so it's just like everything about her was just original and she was just up there having fun she wasn't trying to be an artist she wasn't trying to be the next this or that whereas you she gave room for a j-lo to have people write songs for you and to give you a clothing line and to give all these things you know what i mean so it's not knocking j-lo but it's just like man selena was like the authentic version of that like the latin female pop star if that is worded correctly now, to say Jayla's not authentic, but you don't even want to say authentic. I definitely Original, do. coming up with her own stuff. Definitely not. So, I feel like we should have Jayla a lot in this podcast, and I, you know, we have love for everybody, but it's just interesting she it, comes up a lot. I just don't think that the, it, it comes off as shade, but it's honestly the truth. Yeah, I just don't know how I to say it. I can't shade you unless I'm, you know, being funny, like, oh, you know, yeah. like, feed her big. She's ugly. That's shady. Right. But to say that Jayla has black women's vocals on her uh, most biggest hits is not funny. And yeah. it's not shade. It's honestly a fact. Yeah. Um, what's and, shady is the industry for allowing it. Mm-hmm. And now, for our Latinx um, community that's listening to this, I want you to chime in on it. Um, but I don't want to get too deep into this because I feel like it can be a little touchy. Mm-hmm. We'll get, get back to Selena. But I feel like a little bit of the upset with the Mexican versus Puerto Rican thing with that, too, is... I think in the... This is my experience with Latinx people. Because, again, I grew up with a lot of Mexican, Mexican culture, playing in the bands. And I know a lot of other cultures, especially living here. I feel like of the Latinx cultures, I, I feel like 
Puerto Rican is the light skin and the Mexican is the dark skin. Uh, if we're comparing uh, that to black people, right? But here, you know what? You know what else is even crazier? Mm-hmm. To the everyday American, me being Puerto Rican and black, to the everyday American, it appears that pop culture, mm-hmm. the way it's looked, the J Lo's of the world, it's exotic. It, Puerto Rican is looked at as like the beautiful. Like, yeah. Like, or is she Puerto Rican or Haitian? Like, yeah. Oh, uh, she Puerto Rican. She bad. She, bad. she yeah. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes no sense. But we assert Mexicans with what? Dirty. Dirty and, and poor. poor uh, immigration laws, bullshit, like criminal. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because Selena, hello. Yeah. There's no, there's no fact to either or. Uh, there's right. just as many criminals that are Puerto Rican that are Mexican. That's, but that's just like the the it, American the that like it, lens that's placed over everything, and that's I didn't want to go too deep into that. No, but it's real. I feel like that it's was real. that was the unsaid thing with the Mexican community. It wasn't 100%. so much just about like it being yellow. It, it was, was like almost like a slap in their face. Like we already know American culture. Yeah, that's what Hollywood that we are does. This. Mm-hmm. So now they're saying we need a Puerto Rican actor. That's how it's gonna look to them. Yeah. Even though, in my opinion, J Lo was the best woman for the job. Yeah, she killed it. it has I can't think of anyone else that could have done it. It had nothing to do with nothing. No. In my opinion. Now I'm not a movie maker. I don't know if they had some ill, you know, trying to be funny, mm-hmm. you know, let it ride instead of seeing if there's a qualified Mexican actress. Yeah. But I think everyone has their own um, path. And mm-hmm. J-Lo had to play Selena. Yeah, that or was her we path. we would not have the J-Lo that we have. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate Jennifer Lopez, the woman. Oh, yeah. It's Jennifer Lopez, the artist, sometimes, that I'm like, mm. Yeah. J-Lo's you know? acting, I have no issue with. I think she's an amazing actress, actually. She's in a movie bef- be- before Selena called Me Familia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if anybody's seen that, but it's a really long movie. Um, it's basically the story of a Mexican family or whatever. But it's like one of those movies that's kind of like... Um, trying to think of a black movie to compare it to. It's like a generational movie. Like, it's about this family. So it starts with, like, the grandmother when she's a child. And then it goes through her life and then her kids. And then, you know, by the end of it, it's a whole... It's like a... It's about the family. Um, It's really, really good. It's called Me Familia. Um, And she plays the matriarch. She plays the mom. Um, And so, obviously, the young version of the mom. But her acting in that, she's only in it for, like, just the beginning of the movie. And every time I watch that movie, I cry on her part. Like, she wears that scene out. And that's what got her noticed. You know what I mean? Like, she can show up in a scene when she needs to. Um, She, you know, hasn't given us an Oscar yet. But, like I said, awards are not... You know what I mean? She got to be Viola Davis or Meryl Streep to be a good actress. Like, I think her acting is her strong suit. Um, I think the rest of it is kind of just like, okay, we'll take it. But this is not about J-Lo. Just like in life, she's taking over Selena's time and moment. (laughs) This is about Selena. But anyway, we just had... Just, yeah, we know. just had to get into that. I thought it was interesting, the Puerto Rican-Mexican thing. I thought that was really interesting. It's that's, real. Yeah, it's okay. Real. You guys chime in and let me know how you feel about that. Because I think it's a conversation that's worth having for sure. Um, but anyways, so yeah. So they come up through the 80s, 90s, boom, Selena hits. She's popping everything. Um, we all know what ended up happening. Um, unfortunately, she was things were cut very short for us um, when her quote-unquote biggest fan... Um, Yolanda Saldivar, who was in charge of her fan club, uh, shot her. This unexpectedly, tragically. Um, apparently it was allegedly, it was worth some money, discrepancy money was missing, being embezzled or whatever. Selena found out about it, confronted her. She freaked out, didn't want, know what to do, and she just shot her. Um, I've always felt like that story was very strange. Um, I, you know how I am about conspiracies. I'm not trying to air things out of conspiracies. Some people just die, unfortunately. 
And I don't see any reason why Selena would be the one to, you know, just be taken out. But that story doesn't make sense to me. It's like, what? And then when you go listen to Yolanda's interviews, it's like, they don't, it doesn't make sense, but she explains it. It's just senseless and tragic and awful. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, she was uh, taken away from us. Um, and it was right at the cusp of, like, major stardom for her. Yeah. Um, well, she was already a major star. She was already slaying awards. She was already a Grammy winner. She already was slaying the Tejano scene. The Latin scene was like, she dominated. She was the queen of Tejano music. But uh, she went to cross over, you know, and produced a pop album. You know, her contemporaries were the Janets and the Madonnas and the Mariahs of that time period. She was ready to compete with them. Um, and she started off singing uh, English music. Mm-hmm. But it was easier because they were in Texas to capitalize on the Spanish market. So they, they learned Spanish music. But they always wanted to release English music eventually. And she did. And she did. Unfortunately, um, it was released a month after she passed away. Um, this, this I think this past July was the 25th anniversary of the sure album. in elementary school, I sung Dreaming of You out loud constantly oh yeah every day <laughs> when she died yeah and it's still a big it's, a it's still song. it still resonates people you still it's hear it song. yeah it's great i play it all the time and you, it's, still it's one it. of those ones that you hear selena had what a, most big artists have mm-hmm. and that's the ability to project a feeling mm-hmm. which is so hard to do mm-hmm which only a few artists that we can even name really have ever successfully done. And that's mm-hmm. like a Celine Dion. That's like a Mariah Carey. That's like a, a, a Whitney. Or, you know, when you sing and I feel it, whether it's a fun song, mm-hmm. I was literally you in, always the, just in the racetrack the, today. The spirit. Yeah. I'm in the racetrack, the little convenience store right here before I got here and I'm getting a drink and stuff. And um, um, what's Whitney's first hit? Uh, oh, so emotional. I want to dance with somebody. I want to dance with somebody. Um, so that's playing. And literally, you can look around, don't care who it is, what color that you hear, people like, ah, like yeah. this. and I'm like, it's just like it's everyone knows this. And when you hear it, you feel something. You're mm-hmm. like, such a good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Whitney hated that song. But it's like, you feel that. Like, it, I can't explain. Like you just you 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 have this ability it's to music. project something, yeah, and make someone feel something. Like I said, e- it, whether she's beady beady bomb bomb, making everybody feel happy, mm-hmm. or whether she's like starstruck and like in love, and you know you feel her passion. Yeah. And whenever you see her perform, she's like a Beyonce. Like when mm-hmm. she performs, she's you get giving everything. it everything, and you see it, and she and it's effortless. Mm-hmm. It's just her. She's giving you just her. And that's why it's so, it's a rarity. You know, like a Michael Jackson, like a Beyonce, like a Selena. Um, they just leave it all on the stage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just always I, appreciated her as yeah. like an artist. When I look at her, you know, I get sad. But, like, when I look at her performances or I go on, like, a little Selena, like, bench. Hole, yeah. <laughs> you Over the years, we've all done it, you know. Mm-hmm. Just turn on some Selena and clean your house or something. But it's just something so special. And it's just, it's it's tough. She's always going to be a tough build as well. Oh, yeah. Every, it, this was a tough to research. I was like, gosh. To have a Mexican um, artist cross over the way she did mm-hmm. um, was so rare. It yeah. still is. Yeah, still is it. It still is has so it, hard. Musically, it hasn't really happened since. And it's not I mean, just Mexican. It's yeah. Latin period. Latin period. You know, but, Latin people do have it a lot harder um, in order, you know, to cross over here. And sometimes you end up selling out. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really get to do 
well, you know, not everybody can be a Shakira. Mm-hmm. Shakira was able to kind of stay true to her culture, yeah, um, and still be huge. Um, she's a huge international star. Mm-hmm. She's not just an American star. Yeah, but look at how Shakira looks. I know. You know what she I mean? She's authentic, American. but it's just it's just. It, but it's what not, I mean, she still incorporated her culture. It is. It's yeah, nothing like, wrong. It's it. just it's just it sucks that like people can take it as long as it looks like something they like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just feel like those Mexicans just have this whole. Like, Selena was literally, I feel like she was carrying the entire industry on her back and making it look so easy. She, I don't even think she realized how much people had put on her, like, you're it, you're it for us, you're, you know, and I just, again, I grew up in that culture, so I just have a different it view of it. It makes me wonder. And this I makes you really sad. Because, I'm, in all honesty, Selena would have 100% been the Mexican Beyonce, hands down. Oh, yeah. And it makes me wonder, though, because everyone can't be Beyonce. And I mean, in their personal life. Mm-hmm. The way Beyonce has created this kind of, like, circle of trust in her life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, these are it. This is my people. Nobody getting in. Nobody getting out. Blood in, blood out. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Selena would have been strong enough to have that because she was such a loving heart. She's more of a bleeding heart herself. Mm-hmm. And she was so innocent and so, you know, yeah. ready for the world. It makes you nervous for mm-hmm. her. Like, if she would have lived, would she have really been able to go to, to the industry? Deal yes. with everything without right. just. Well, it's funny mind. you said that because I'm in my notes. I put I was like, you know, it's when celebrities pass away, and tragically, especially when they're really young and stuff. It's always like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what would have happened to this? What what could have been? And we, we, it's easy to think that way, but I'm like, maybe some people just it's that was just the time. Maybe. Maybe her job was just to get the door open for that Latinx. And you know what I mean? I feel like we all have a role here. And I hate to say it like that. No, but I get But it. I get Because I think about, like, I, we talked last week about celebrities and people that have that gift of giving their all like that. Yes. Like a Michael or Whitney or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they don't really handle life very well. And in this time period, she was doing great, but she's with her family they're just doing their, their normal thing and getting successful with it. I don't know what would have happened once she went, you know, once you go pop and you, you pop over there and they take away your family and now, and now they got, you know, everybody else producing your stuff and you're just out in that machine, you know, and she could have got chewed up. Some people make it a lot longer, but eventually, you know, not everybody makes it out of it. We've seen what happens with, you know, some other artists. So it's it's crazy. Who knows what would have happened, but um, I am grateful for the time that we did have. But yeah, opening the door and not just in music, guys. Like I said, um, she had just launched her clothing line, which was super successful. Um, and she was just getting movie roles. And she also did stuff people don't really realize. Like, her music wasn't just strictly Tejano. Like, she experimented with other styles. Some of, she, some of her songs were, like, um, a lot of her songs were mariachi style, which is, like, an older Mexican um, style of music. It's kind of like our... The oldies, as as, as the kid, like I feel like young Western kids would call their oldies would be like a lot of mariachi songs. It's kind of an older style. Those are the guys you see at the at the restaurant. It's three guys with little guitars and they're singing like that's that kind of style. It's the very mariachi. like yeah. But she would take old interpolations like that and then re-sing them in like a modern way and have hits with that. Like she was just the queen of that music. And I also found this really cool like R and B song that she did. Um so mm-hmm. there was like a boy band that was on her label too 
it was BMI Latin. So it was like the BMI, the record label, but the Latin division. Gotcha. Um, they had, there's a bit, I'll link it. We had to post it on our, our Instagram because it's a really good music video. Okay. But they were like a little boys to men style kind of group. They could sing. There's a live version of it too. And she's featured on it, but they're good. But when she comes on, I'm going to show you the video, the live oh. one. It was like, she comes out and the whole audience just, just goes ham and like, they just they sing the song and they got choreography and it's like a hip hop beat and I'm like y'all better slay this. She would have, but she was ready to. She was ready. No else. Y'all don't know what y'all are gonna do with her, but I did want to make one more point about her that I thought was interesting. Um, the Selena Aaliyah comparisons, right? And we talked a little bit about this. It's just because they both um, died. Well, hold on. So go with me. Wait, let me finish. Okay. Okay. So people compare them a lot because they both they and they both were on the brink of like crossover status right right like right. Aaliyah was a big artist but she was a big artist with us, with us. white people knew her she had she had number one songs but her moment was coming with the matrix and queen the damned and yeah. the new album and that was gonna be like her industry push into like you know spotlight um and the same thing was happening around selena she had movie roles that she was getting offered she um cameoed in some movies and she was just getting ready to get that big push to be like Boom, I've arrived. So we all feel robbed because of that. But I think another comparison of the three of them is that, because um, people like to say, like, Beyonce is the, was, became the get girl. And Aaliyah, if Aaliyah was here, Beyonce wouldn't have existed. Obviously, we know that's not true. But I think what people are, are well, the way I interpret that is, um, Aaliyah is the, is the all-around girl. Like, in the 90s, you had, like, Brandy, Monica, Aaliyah. Out of the three of them, Aaliyah was the one that could sing, dance, and act, like, equally the three of those. You know what I mean? She could dance, she could sing, she could act. You know, Brandy acted here and there. She wasn't a bad actress, but she wasn't, like, she was fine. Um, but she wasn't a dancer. She could sing. That was more singing thing. Same thing with Monica. It was just singing, but Aaliyah kind of tied it all together. Beyonce does the same thing. Beyonce is an amazing actress. She's not. She has the best dancer. She's not the best best singer. She's a great voice, but she's not. You know Whitney Houston, but she can do all things commercially well. So people want to put her in things. You know what I mean? Like she's the it girl. You want to put her in your dream girls. You want to put her on these different things. And um, a lot of people think that Aaliyah was going to come into that. Beyonce still will be Beyonce because Destiny's Child was around. She she will still be that. But as far as having that slot. Because they only give that slot to one. That's what that's where the industry works. And before that, like the only have like a Michael Jackson goes to like pass it to like an Usher, who hopefully will pass it to a Chris Brown, and then Chris will pass it to whoever comes next. It's like that with women. You have like a Barbara Streisand who originated the it girl, I sing, I dance, I act, the triple threat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then we have Diana Ross that comes in. No what's not as strong as Barbara's, but she can sing, she dances, she acts. She's not the best at all, though, but she can be put... You can put her on stage and do a show. She can do a tribute. You can call her. She's that it girl at the moment. Diana Ross is all those things. She was the it girl of the time. That's so true. And then the next person that came up, you know, black and white, palpable, like, she was that. The next person that came up since then was Beyonce. That did all three things that you can become the it girl. But people, I like think that, you know, would Aaliyah have become that? It is, it's not comparing their talents. It's just what she represented. She had a charisma about her. She had a sweetness. She had, like, ability. She had no enemies, like... Who disliked Aaliyah? You know what I mean? She was a sweet person that kind of emanated that out. Um, and I think that's kind of what happened. I think it's kind of like... And Selena had the exact same thing. You might watch interviews of her. She had just like a sweet personality that just came out. It was natural. She wasn't trying to put anything on. She was She was goofy. She was, you know, made jokes about herself. Like, she was just a regular person. 
and she did all things well. So people, the Mexican community was just like, this is going to be our it girl. We finally have our it girl. And the it girl for Latin community ended up being Jennifer Lopez, which is fine. You know what I mean? But I just feel like I understand how they feel like, damn, you know? But the it girl wouldn't have even been Jennifer Lopez if Selena wouldn't have found Oh, exactly. Now, that is something that is true. So that... And when we say... You can debate about the Lady Beyonce thing. Who knows? But we know for a fact, if Selena had still been here, she would have been the one. Yeah, she like, would have been the one. And there's an interview... Who is it? Gloria Stefan? Talking about... No, it was Eva Longoria. She's talking to uh, George Lopez. It's a clip of, like... All these different celebrities just talking about Selena and giving tribute to her. And Eva it was like, man, she would have been bigger than all of us. Like, she was the like, she was the one. She was it. That was it. So, just want to give you a list of her accomplishments and some songs you can look up after yes. this. Because um, I want you guys that weren't familiar with her to at least, you know, get your due. Um, best-selling Latin artist of the decade, of the 90s. Of course she was. Um, her Mac collaboration, so a couple of years ago, Mac did a collaboration with her estate. I remember. It was the biggest, it's their biggest collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, of the celebrity collaborations, it sold the most. Because everybody loves that Aaliyah beat. And I mean, did, that's Selena beat. They did the Aaliyah one, too. Yeah, Aaliyah one, too, yeah. But what's interesting is both of their makeup is very similar. Yeah. And it's very now. Mm-hmm. Like, girls are painting like that right now, and it's like, yeah, we're so ahead of their time. With yeah. the thick eyebrows, you know what I mean? Like, just gorgeous. I see pictures of Aaliyah sometimes and that aren't like filtered or anything. It'll be like a face picture or or makeup. And I'm like, was that recent? Like, it looks like it was just taken the other day. Aaliyah was just beautiful, period. Just like Selena. Yeah. Sometimes, and Aaliyah... It's scary how much they just mirror each other. Yeah, in a way. If you watch interviews of them, they're they're similar personality, very very innocent. Very original. They're just themselves. Sexy without being over the top sexy, just naturally sexy. Beautiful, but not being offensively beautiful. Like it's gorgeous. Like Aaliyah wouldn't walk in the room and like offend you because she's so shocking gorgeous. She's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna look at you. You're so pretty. Mm-hmm. That's how Selena was. It was like she's like a, like sexy and beautiful without being I'm like sorry. a sex symbol. Yeah, she is. Selena's definitely a sex symbol. It's just like she's gorgeous. She's everything. <laughs> but yeah, um, ASCAP um, Music Award Songwriter. It's like a ASCAP Awards like Songwriter of the Year. Um, five BMI Awards, fourteen Latin Billboard Music Awards. 36 Tejano Music Awards and 14 of those were after she passed away. So it was a running joke when we were in Texas. Like, every other Tejano Music Awards to come around, um, when I played in the band, I played at the fanfare for the Tejano Music Awards. And we had a record crowd. My first year I played, that was 15. Our crowd was the biggest on the Friday, so it was like, you know. But the fanfare is like the festival for that. So like, you have the Grammys and you have the, the music, you know, BET Awards and yeah. the BET Experience. I gotcha. That's what this was. And so, yeah, we slayed. Um, but shout out to Extremo, shout out to PTS Show Band. We see y'all. Um, but yeah, for but anyways, it was a running joke like she's gonna win again because you know, uh, artist of the year. She won fourteen awards as she passed away because that's how much she was loved and that's how people were just like, no, she's gonna keep Rob winning this. Um, so yeah, um, and she's obviously won a Grammy. She's on the Walk of Fame as well, um, and that's just a smidgen of what she could have been doing. But um, yeah, I think she's still like I said, her music. It was released. The album uh, came out a month after she passed away. Um, went platinum immediately. It's one of the biggest out- selling artists. I mean, Latin albums of all time. And it's sad that she wasn't here to enjoy it. But, you know, her family is here. Her fans are still here. We have what we have. It is what it is. Um, For sure. Uh, Como La Flor. That's one of her biggest well, hits. Obviously, Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> There's actually a really good mashup on YouTube of Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb and Rock the Boat. 
I'm going to play it for you on a commercial break. You will get your life. It's like, grab your glass of Who wine, roll a joint. It's so good. I'm like, while I'm reading this off, let me, me just go I ahead. Um, I got a little misty when I first heard it. <laughs> I'm but, like, I don't want um, it. I'm going to give you like a little snippet well, of it. Our, let's give our listeners a little, little something. Just because I will be doing like. you guys a disservice it. if I didn't. So, mm-hmm. hold on. There might be an ad, so don't judge me, because this is, y'all it's know YouTube. how YouTube is, is but. Um, ooh, is this the one? Yeah. Let's hear it. All right, guys, we'll be 30 seconds. Yeah. I hope it doesn't just give us 30 seconds over we're going to rock the boat. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, I was doing this all the time. No, you can't watch it with the video they made, because that will make you cry. They made a magic video, and you will cry. Oh, I'm going to work and playing this for some of my fans. So work I heard it. Who thought of this? Who thought of this? And they make, well, um, I will shout him out. His name is Amorphous. It's on, I'll, put, I'll tag him because he makes really good mashups. Um, but is this the best thing you've ever heard? It just rise the beat so perfect. Okay, we got to turn it off. Yeah, we'll turn it off if we get caught, but... Yeah, guys. Oh, it goes on and then it mixes in Aaliyah's vocals. The end will make you tear up a little bit. They blend it so well at the end, like both of them singing at the same time. I'm like, I can't take it right now. Who's the DJ? You want but, to yeah. Yes, I'll send it to you. I, I might say his name wrong, but it's Amorphous. A-M-O-R-P-H-O-U-S. Y'all, check um, him out. That yeah. was beyond dope. He does amazing man. How are you going to make but... a good song like that and a video? Like, Yeah. the video, Watching it while the video's playing is a little bit much because I got really sad. It's but... tough. Um, yeah, that's my girl. So we love you, Selena. I just wanted to shout that out. Now, again, we have other artists too. I don't want to make it seem like that was the only artist that they had. Um, Shelly Lottis is another artist that came along after her. She kind of came along. She's a um, major artist in the Hanna market. I've seen her live. Didn't get to meet her, but I've seen her several times. And then also Ellie Darena is another artist that kind of came like the wake of Selena. And they were like, you know, doing the Tejano pop kind of thing. Didn't obviously make the impact that Selena made, but apples and oranges. But they're also great artists in their own right. And they're making good music too. So Tejano music is just beautiful. It's fun. Listen to something outside your comfort zone for a little bit if you want to get into it. Like, I just think that we all need to dip our toes a little bit more in some other culture. See what we can come up with. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. We love you, Salinas. Anything for Salinas. That was from the movie. Let me ask, oh, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Um, okay, so when you look at, like, Selena's, and this is not about Selena, but uh, just about music in general. But when you look at, like, Selena's body type, right? Mm-hmm. She was not fat, don't get me wrong, by any stretch of the imagination. But she was voluptuous, Sick. right? yeah. But by today's standards, it's almost like she would be plus size, mm-hmm. right? It's crazy. Yeah. Weird, but what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um... The reason I say that is the other day I was listening to... My daughter has the same taste in music I do because she's listening to the same music I listen to. So we're like riding and going out of town and she was like, oh, I'm going to play um, some Keisha Cole and I'm going to play some Escape and I'm going to play some SMB. She's like, yeah, she's going through. I'm like, okay, girl, whatever. What you know about these people? Right. And she's like... Um, oh, she's like, oh, there's a new edition. And so I'm like, <laughs> so she's playing all these old songs. Train up a child. And she, right, and she's like singing the hell out of them. And then she's looking at the video by Escape, um, Run to the Arms, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's asking me about Latoya in the view. She's like, 
Is she, was she ever in any movies? She looks like an actress I know. I said, I don't know for sure. I don't think she did. I was like, but she might have. I don't know. And um, at, first, at first I was like, who are you talking about? She was like, um, the dark skin one. She's kind of chubby a little bit. I, and I was like, you know, and it, when she said that, it made me think of such a good point. I'm like, when did we get here in music? Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. From the 30s and 40s, people talked about women's looks mm-hmm. in music. But when did we get here because even just 10 years ago we weren't here when it comes to like picking artists apart about their looks and every little thing Mm -hmm. and i feel like because of beyonce and it's not her fault but no one looks like that Mm -hmm. yes she was blessed beyonce looked like that since she was born yeah but not everyone is born looking like that Mm -hmm. and now every girl that comes out it it will be no different than every girl that's coming out after selena nobody really looks like that yeah um so it's like now that you have the standard this is the standard Mm -hmm. sorry it is what it is yeah everyone after that is judged by that Mm -hmm. um and it sucks because no one dances like that yeah no one sings like that no beyonce is like a robot it's like no one can live up to that but unfortunately, there used to be a time where we didn't care. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time where Missy Elliott was sexy. Yeah. Go figure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's always sexism and colorism and racism has always been a thing. But it is something as of the last, like, 15 to 20 years. I'll say 15 years yeah. where it just got to the point Exploded. where it's like... Whoa, like it's just really crazy, but I think it's I think it's the age we're in. It's the social media age. Everything is more visual now. We're and I seeing know that after, everybody after more. After Lil Kim came out and like hypersexualized everything, mm-hmm. especially female rap. When before that, we were praising people like MC Light for making songs about rejecting men, mm-hmm. making songs about like you're not gonna just come on to me any kind of way because I'll and that was a bot to us mm-hmm. and dressing in boy clothes and nobody cared and it wasn't a thing. And then, you know, you have some people that just blow the lid off that and it's forever yeah. changed. Yeah. Female rap, because of Lil' Kim, was her influence, mm-hmm. was forever changed. People wanted that then. Now they weren't checking for the Queen Latifahs of the world anymore. Yeah. Now every well, rap, rap, lady rap singer needs to look like this. Well, look what happened. Well, that's, again, the American lens. That's the way, because we take everything and sexualize. When Lil' Kim was putting that music out, mm-hmm. it really, for I always took that it really was a statement at the time because in the, in the beginning to be taken serious, the women had to be hard. Yeah. They had to dress like that. They had to do all be these different. It's, it's, it's very easy to be like real rappers didn't, didn't have to take clothes off. It was like, but to be taken seriously, they had to be like, like the guys be spitting hard rhymes or whatever. Right. And Kim was like, I'm going to embrace my womanhood and still give you hard rhymes, but do it in a sexy way. That really was that. But then the American, the America, and the industry. We take that, and now we make that the mold because we sexualize everything. So now all the girls after that, we want you to be sexy and look like this. Mm-hmm. And but but she was doing it. It wasn't for that. It was for her own little statement. But that's just that becomes the mold, and girls see that, and they're like, oh, I just put on a colored wig and take my clothes off, and now I'm doing that's this, and it's crazy. like that's not exactly what she was doing. But yeah. fine, like it's if you, being sexy is fine, but if you're doing it without a message, then it's like. What is what is the message here? What what are we doing? Like it just it's crazy to me because I'm like you know it's crazy when my daughter said that I was like man, we really could have cared less. Yeah, we would have we would have them. Yeah, and it was a hit. We weren't like toy fat. Nobody, no, literally, that was never Um, even a thought. Well, Biggie did put them in that song. Remember, he said he would fuck RuPaul before he fucked one of them escape bitches. Remember that? He said what? (laughs) You remember him? He said he would fuck RuPaul before he fucked one of them escape bitches. 
I mean that's or, or ugly ass skate bitches. It, I mean, that was like a thing in the in the in the nineties though. Yeah, it was like it was really it. harsh. It was like a it was like a thing. Like and, yeah, and, and look at Biggie. And people were right, and you know everybody was just like, what? Yeah, it was really a thing. And his cake wasn't ugly at all. So I'm like, no. what the hell is he talking? But I don't care about Biggie's no. dumb shit. But, but now we're gonna get, we're gonna talk. But again, I just but, mean like the average person. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like we pick people apart so much yeah. now. And it's kind it's of crazy. Bad. We're in the land. We're in the age of filters and everything yeah, else. So and, and, and Facetune and Instagram. You just can't keep up. Yeah, everybody's trying to get their face filtered, their body snatched, like Selena did in the nineties eating Boom. pizza. Boom. Straight but, up. All right, guys. That was our offbeat. Get into <laughs> it. We're gonna post some more on our socials, and we're gonna take a quick break. But we'll be right back. Are you a music artist looking to expand your reach? Many artists don't know where to begin when trying to get their music played on the radio. WXSJ 97.3 is Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are available as well. So if you're an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information and we'll see you at the top. All right, guys, and we're back, and it's time for us to um, get a little off-color with you guys. So today's off-color topic is one that I think we've been um, touching on here and there every now and then, but we haven't really talked about head-on, and that's gender roles. Um, gender roles nowadays in 20... I think if we had this conversation just 10 years ago, it would be like, do you, do you prefer your husband to take out the trash or you? You know, like, gen, you know, but now... I feel like the conversation has gotten so much deeper, um, which is a good thing because gender now has become for some more fluid, you know? Um, so I'm just curious, do you feel like even just the classic gender roles, like the man in the house does this, the woman does that, do you feel like that's still a thing or that we've moved so far, so far past that, that it's not a thing? Um, I don't think it's a thing, um, but it's a thing for some people. And I'm not mad at it being a thing for some people. Um, as long as, again, that is your thing, you know? Right. Not something you're trying to be. Um, I think that a lot of times, like, marginalized communities... Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, marginalized communities, you know, obviously, black and brown, LGBTQ, we have, like, this 1950s Leave it to Beaver gaze on, like, um, gazes and G-A-Z-E <laughs> of, what, oh. <laughs> of what like life should look like. Like we should be have like, you know, you stay home and cook and then I go do the work and we have the 2.5 kids and the house and the dog and the cat and, you know, we just live this life and I think that works if it works for you. But I don't think that's really, really natural, you know? Yeah. I think that there's masculine and feminine energies in both uh on both sides and whatever works for that person works for that couple, you know? Um, yeah. I just think it's smarter to like find somebody that just kind of fits what you want and what you do. Not necessarily who can just fit the role that you want. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, for me, it's, it's been, um, a journey too. Like when I, uh, date certain women, I have even noticed that, 
because I don't like naming names, so I'm just going to be like, mm-hmm. some women, yeah. you know, have said to me, like, they only dress a certain type of way because they think that more feminine women will accept them more, mm-hmm. which is weird because either way, it's a woman. And I, I, and so I'm always it's like, it's so crazy. Um, like, I, um, I just, I don't know. I feel like. I hate it. You know, like, I hate Mm -hmm. that for people. Um, I hate that even for myself, sometimes I... If if the woman I'm dating is a more masculine woman, Mm -hmm. I want to see that side of her more. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But then I start to realize that even though she's a, quote, masculine woman, she's still a woman. Mm -hmm. And there's certain aspects that they just don't like about the masculinity of themselves yeah because they still want to be a girl too Mm -hmm. it's so confusing and conflicting when it comes to gender and roles Mm -hmm. and what we should do and shouldn't do and you know what we should accept and shouldn't accept i had you know um someone told me that they only dress that way because their ex really liked and their ex wouldn't you know whatever perform or wasn't as attracted to them when they dressed girly so when they, they, they felt like they had to dress this way mm-hmm. for their mate to feel like they were attractive. Mm-hmm. But yet your mate as a woman had every right to feel her femininity and embrace her feminine side, but you couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's crazy. Yeah. It's regular. I mean, but it's As long as you give me the masculine common. energy in the bedroom, I don't care what you wear. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is it took me a long time to get to this point because, again, I'm not... Grandmother Willow up here like, oh, it's a construct. Everybody just needs to let it go. It's not a thing anymore. It took a long time to get there because I definitely was that person coming up thinking like, oh, well, I act this way. So I guess I should date somebody like more masculine than me or if I'm going to be the masculine one, I use more. Like I totally grew up in that thought process of that. And it's so funny because like I think when I finally got, I was a Rolling Stone in my younger years. Um, but the first time I got, like, a relationship, which was, like, exactly what I want, like, like, I manifested, like, exactly that, like, the person that was, like, you're gonna be this role, and you're gonna do this, Y, and Z, I hated it, like, it was literally, like, I hate it, but, again, my whole life, I thought that's what I need to get to, the place I need to get to, and it was a place in life, like, I had the job, I had the partner that I thought was gonna do this and then when i was in i was like i hate working here and i hate this person what am i talking about i didn't hate the person i listened very much but, but i hate the situation shit. i was like wait this isn't what i thought this was gonna be and that fucks with you because it's like well is it me then because i thought this is what it was and it was like no i got to a point where i just kind of advanced past that mindset and that whole relationship was to show me like look this is not what you need that might work for some people you know what i mean you're a good person i'm not saying you're a bad person but you need somebody that's okay with you acting like this i can't handle that and so the older i get the more i'm like oh maybe it isn't really a construct maybe it's just how the person treats you (laughs) how you work it's more about working with what you got it's tough than building up because i did the same thing dressing a certain kind of way around certain people straightening up acting cold switching like depending on who i'm with even with just like hookups and stuff like acting a certain way for this person because you don't that's how you're taught you know and then you grow up and you realize like this is just who i am this is who i am so this stuff isn't going away. This is how I look. This is how I sound. Like, now it's about finding somebody that compliments that. that. Yeah. That will fit that. And not, like, somebody that we think... We have this list of, like, a perfect person. And it's just, like, that is, again, that Disney version of yep. what you want. And it's like, life is not like that, child. 
find who works for you. Exactly. But yeah, I, I that was it's hard. Something I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I'm like, do we? Uh, you know, even when now I will say as a woman, when it comes to guys, I do have a hard time reconciling certain things. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the woman man dynamic for hetero, right? So if you're in a um, heterosexual relationship, man woman, and you have this guy that's lazy or this guy that doesn't want to even do anything around the house or you know he just kind of loafs around or he's free look like i have issue with that for me mm-hmm. from a man only because i'm like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i don't like a lazy woman either mm-hmm. but i feel like for a man to not for a man to put the burden on the woman I always feel like morally it's wrong mm-hmm. because physically, you know, the way we are built just biochemically, mm-hmm. you are physically stronger than her. There's no reason if you're perfectly healthy that you can't be contributing mm-hmm. um, and that you should be um, a lot more in charge of your household as, you know, the man in the house. Now, that's just for me, the heterosexual dynamic. Mm-hmm. If that if those are the roles that you're choosing, I do feel more traditional about that. Mm-hmm. Not saying that the woman has to be in the kitchen barefoot, having babies and cooking. Mm-hmm. No, a woman can be as in- independent as she wants to be. She can be an entrepreneur. But I do feel like a man in those situations has the um, the responsibility to work hard, you know, to provide mm-hmm. for that family. Um, a woman can even make more. That doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to know that you're putting that effort in as a man, that even if she's making more, you're doing more. Mm-hmm. So let's say she's making 20000 more a year than you, whatever, on an average family. Doesn't matter because when she comes home, you rubbing her feet. Mm-hmm. You making sure she, you know, like it, there has right. to be that's, something that's, there. That's what I want to say about that. So I think that um, as far as that goes with hetero, I, with anything, I yeah. think that it's all it's less about like the roles and more of the respect. Yeah. Right. So I think that yeah, if you if you have a, a I know several of them. Yeah. I can I ain't say no names, of but course, you have a, a man and a woman, and the man's laying around the house all day, smoking weed, doing nothing, and the wife is working constantly we and working that. out. We all know that. We all know that couple. That is, yeah, upsetting, but it's not so much because of yeah, it's, he's a man, obviously, but either way, it's just like if it was if it was the other way around, if that's not the agreement, that's disrespectful to your partner to put that extra work on them. I'm not getting nobody to take care of them. I get with you. We put stuff together, but I'm not about to... It's not my job to take you on. And I don't think it's anybody's... I don't think it's... I don't think that it, when a man gets with a woman, he is taking her on as her thing. We've been taught that. That's the marriage thing, whatever. I feel like partnerships, straight, head or whatever, the point is to get together and enhance each other's lives. That's my thing. Now, me enhancing your life means... I'm a really good nurturer, and you just happen to have the the job at the bank making all the money, whatever. Go do that. If I'm holding up my end, if we agree to that, and you want me to stay here, and I'm taking care of the kids, I'm rubbing your feet when you get home, I'm cooking all the meals, I'm emotionally there for my kids, which we like to forget. We like to put everything on, providing money, whatever, but... Listen, you're going to be 30 years old and you realize that wasn't shit. You don't remember the birthdays and the outfits you had. You remember the times your parents were there for you emotionally. And if they weren't there, then that's when you're fucked up. So if you're bringing that to the table, 
And that's y'all's agreement. That's y'all's agreement. Y'all both feel respected. You both feel loved. And that's that. I don't think that you have to fall into either role because of that. I think it needs to be you are here and I need this from you. What do you need from me? I don't think it should be I'm a man, you're a woman. So I guess we're going to do this thing and let's see where we go with it. I think that's a waste of time because you can be doing that and still not be happy. A lot of people are men's making a whole bunch of money. And the wife has a great life at home. And how many housewives you know have pool boys who are sleeping with and men that are with the secretaries? Because you're not happy with that role. It doesn't mean you have to do that. Find what works for you. If you want to stay at home, I don't see anything wrong with that. If your wife is okay with that, then she's okay with that. Right. So, like, that's the way I see it. I think it's about respect. Like, learn what you need from your partner or what, that, or what you want. Do you even know what you want? Right. We don't know what we want. We don't. I didn't know what I want. I still kind of don't. I didn't, know what it, <laughs> I, I didn't know a couple of years ago. If you ask me tomorrow, I'm going to be like, well... Like, I literally wrote out, like, like, like likes and dislikes and partners that I've had. Like, it was a therapy assignment. But just, like, if I had my ideal person, this, and then everybody that I dated. And I, if you, once you write all that stuff out, it's like, wow, this is really insightful, but I really am crazy. It's right. like, what do you want? going to do all that? What do you right. really want? But I feel like everybody should because you need to know what the fuck you want before you drag your baggage into somebody else's life yeah. and that both of y'all sitting here unhappy. Yeah, I saw a quote the other day that resonated with me about a dynamic like that. The quote just said, like, be sure to learn someone before you love them, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, truth be told, we don't always do that. We just kind of, like, fall head first and then, like, see what happens. Um, and sometimes those gender roles can sneak up on you and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, so you're a man, but you're a bitch, you know, it's like, uh, and we don't realize someone's, you know, true self. Yeah. Um, not only that, but how do you feel about nowadays in 2020 women doing things that we normally wouldn't do like proposing how do you feel about that like do you feel like it shouldn't matter do you feel like anybody should if they want to if the spirit hits them propose to whoever or do you feel like it's weird or odd i don't think it's weird i what i think is weird is when women try to make it a a, a hit on order thing like men like it was weird when chrissy uh you know, Chrissy and Jim Jones, mm-hmm. when she did that whole thing on the show and had the party and had everybody there and got down her knees and was crying like, I want to do this with you. That's weird to me. Do I don't like people just doing things to be doing because somebody's supposed to look like so great. Like, first of all, if anybody's listening, that is, if you propose to me in front of a lot oh, of people, the answer it. is no. If you take me to a game and they put me in a jumbotron and do that, I do not like that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't think it's romantic. I think it's very manipulative, actually. Yeah, because you've like because you now you it. have to do it. Like anybody that's dating me is gonna know that I am not public like that. Like my friends will tell me when I'm engaged until like the wedding problem. The wedding will probably come and go. I mean, oh, I got married like six months ago. Like I don't. I'm not. I'm just. I like my privacy. And so when I see stuff like that, I feel like it's just performative a little bit. So that's weird to me. Now, if both of y'all are some flashy niggas, you know, if y'all are like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West of the world, some people expect that kind of stuff. They want that. So I'm not saying it's bad. But I'm saying, I don't think anything's wrong with a woman woman proposing. I think it's weird when you're trying to do it in a man kind of way. It's like, if it's on your heart to propose and you really feel like it's what you want to do, then do that. But again, learn yourself. Learn your partner. Because what did he do when she did that? Embarrass her. Yeah. He just sat there and stared at her, and they're still not married to this day. That was 10 years ago. Like, it's like... He took the ring, though. He took it, like, all right, but I'm cool. Another situation happened like that, too. Did you ever watch Preachers of L.A.? No. Good, because it's mess. It was mess. Well, I remember it being messy, and that's why I didn't watch it. I stopped watching it halfway through, because I was like... It's, like, sacrilegious. I have to be honest. It's a mess. And me being... um, 
a firm believer in Christ. I hate seeing stuff that messes with me. Like, it makes me feel like... Because the church gets so much bad press Mm -hmm. that shows like that definitely make it so much worse. Oh, yeah. And I hate You're that. You're just basically like, confirming what everybody thinks about Yeah, like, I can't stand it. This ain't what the church is. This is just these people, okay? These are these people who got rich off of God, got rich off religion, mm-hmm. and now they're being extra. Right. They are not representative of what Christianity looks like. They just happen to have fame. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Because now it's like, well, we told y'all church ain't shit. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, whatever. I mean... No, we're not doing that. There's a we're lot not, to it, child. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Um, but that goes for anything. You can pervert, but, you can pervert anything. Right, but, I, but I'm not even going to get into that because it's a whole other thing. The point of the, <laughs> that was there was a scene on there with, um, oh, what, oh, I can't think of his name right now. It's escaping me. One of the ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a notorious, you know, I don't want to say playboy, but he's hadn't been married ever. And uh, so he's with this one woman and she's like, He's like not Dietrich Hatton, though, right? No, um, uh, Doctor um, Noel. Um, oh, it'll come to me later. Mm-hmm. He's the one. He talks just just like this. All his sermons are real raspy and deep voice, just like this, and super deep. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he has a girl on the show or whatever, and they're together, but obviously they're not, because, you know, as a pastor, I can't really have a girlfriend, uh-huh, but it's yes. obviously we're together, we've been together for 10 years, uh-huh. and she's, and she's, like, basically her story on the show was, like, you know, I'm ready for him to be, like, Mary. to marry me or whatever, like, I don't know exactly what we're doing, but there's this, and, like, there's pressure from the other first lady, the other ladies in the, you know, other wives in the church being like, oh, so you're not married, and, you know, the whole thing. So she puts together this whole party for him. <laughs> Very Christy-esque. It's like in a, a party or whatever. Um, just appreciating him, his birthday or whatever, and invites all the celebrity church people. Makes a big old speech, and then proceeds to not exactly propose, but basically proposed she didn't get on her knee or like chrissy did but she was like you know you mean a lot to me and i just want to i hope we can make this official and i know people around us are wondering and bah, ha, 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 and it's been a long time and like make holding a microphone on stage you know what that man said everybody's clapping Everybody, people are crying on it. it's like oh my gosh what's he gonna say say something say something say something he got up he gets the mic and he's like i trust you that's it. And that was everybody's face in the audience. So she asked him to marry her? She's, and like, she didn't say, will you marry me? But she was saying, like, she she set it up for him to get up and say, either will you marry me or I love you or something like that. Not even I love you or nothing. She's even heard him say I love you to her before. And um, he touched, grabbed her hand, took it and said, I trust you. And that was it. And it was just the most awkward thing in the room. And it's it all these people that up there looking at them on stage. And the next day, he was like, he broke down some player shit, of course. Right? He was like, you don't understand. When somebody says, I trust you, that's deeper than love. That's deeper than, what is marriage when you have somebody you really trust? How many people get married and don't trust their wives that they're with? Or trust their husbands that really feel that when, he, when somebody trusts you with all that I got going on and I can say that I trust you? That right there, that's that's major. So I, I think you should be happy with that. Like he said, it, I, I was like, this is the most player shit I ever heard in my life. And I do want to clap my hands and I hope to have that kind of level of skill someday. Oh, but man. really? 
I trust you is all you're gonna say to me right now. Like lie to me. Say thank you. I love you and thank you. Like lie to me for all these people, please. And then I gotta go YouTube that. I'm gonna find it. Oh my god. It is so uncomfortable to watch. It's so funny. I trust you. Cricket. The whole the you know should be And you know how reality shows are. They pan the reaction shots and everybody audience is like trust her what does that mean like they were all like Ooh, say something say something like it's so funny but yeah anyway sis played herself and that's what all i'm saying oh, is like you were trying to make it a whole thing and it didn't have to be that you could have that same conversation with that man another kind of way but you thought putting the pressure of the whole thing that we were taught oh it's you gotta you gotta get down and do this you gotta do this you gotta do the whole thing we're on tv all this stuff and I just thought that's great if you're into that because I'm a sucker for romance. I love seeing that stuff. When I see people get proposed to in real life, I cry. Like I saw one, um, I did a wedding proposal um, when I was serving at Baker's Life Fieldhouse back in Indianapolis. Um, I was a server and my, and my section, this guy was like, um, okay, so my homie, he's gonna propose to his girl today. We cannot fuck this up. He was like, I need I this. So no, bless you. He was like, you gotta help me. You gotta help me. And it was so sweet. Like, he wanted everything to go good for his homeboy. And he had cake. And uh, they ordered a bottle of champagne. And they had, like, uh, candles and everything. I so I lit that. the candles in the back. I had the champagne. I was waiting around the corner. Everybody's recording. The other other servers were recording for him. And then it. he comes walking out. And he's just, like, doing a whole thing at the basketball game. Everybody's like, ah! Standing yeah. up. And then when uh, he does it, everybody starts clapping. And she's, like, all shocked. I yeah. came around the corner with the, with the cake. Like, and it was sparkling. And they got the champagne. It was so cute. I'm crying. They crying. It's a whole <laughs> thing. Together. Like, I love that corny shit. Of Trust course, me. It's adorable. Don't do that to me. What about Don't take private? me to a basketball what game. Oh, I would cry in public. If you do that to me, like, in private, with just the two of us, I would cry. But what if I set it up with just, like, a couple friends? No. No, no one at all can no, help? No. no. I'm not. I'm soul. not. I don't do the whole friends and you know, maybe I I maybe I haven't had a relationship that was deep enough to have my friends involved with you. But I mean, I feel like the people I've dated, my friends can even tell you their names. Like I'm dating this person, we're doing this thing over here. When I see my friends, I see my friends, and then I do. It's two different parts of me in my life, and I'm not vulnerable like that in front of my friends yet. You so, haven't met anyone that you've been that way with. Do I, I'm like bringing my friends around them and stuff? No. Wow, Don, that's crazy. Mm-mm. And I've dated people for like long not long terms but you know six months maybe a year and like it's just me and that person maybe i might tell my friend oh i'm being this person whatever but i'm just i'm very very like people can mess up can't mess up what they don't know about and i just i appreciate people that tell me about their stuff but i'm like i'll just keep this to myself until i feel like it's gonna be a thing and then once it's a thing i I can maybe it's different because i really don't have friends yeah. Like, I don't hang out with anyone. Yeah. And, and um, you live with just about... You, you have a, a full-fledged... It's a relationship. Yeah. I haven't lived with anybody like yeah. that. I've never... I haven't dated anybody that I felt it was serious enough for me to be like... Oh, I mean, people have met people. Like, I bring them around here once in a while, but it's not like Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'm bringing this person to my family's house. Never happened. See, I'm like that. And that probably would never happen, I'm like that. Actually. I'm like, if I'm in a relationship, I want you to be with But I'm a girl. Yeah. Also. I'm like, I actually need to be over there and not to come See, that, near that's my the other guy life. You. Yeah. That's the gender shit yeah. right there. We have, we have our life together. My life is over here. I need you to keep it because over there. guys can do that. They can yeah. separate the two and live their life mm-hmm. and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Us women on the other, we're like, you better want to meet my mama. I, you better take me home to see your mama. Right. Like, I want to see that Because I don't need to meet your because mama Because women, either. we, we need to be validated. Mm-hmm. 
And that's just some gender shit. And I yeah. hate that for us. There are scientific components of this. There yes. are definitely some chemical things, you know, going on that make women more vulnerable in the situations. Yeah. We just kind of are more sensitive. Um, we can't, that's just how we're built. You mm-hmm. know, we're nurturers. So oftentimes we want that feeling from our man or our partner. We want to feel that you're proud to call us your woman. We right. want to feel that you're no matter who. That's why when social media came, oh, it was bad news for cheaters. Like mm-hmm. horrible, horrible, horrible. Oh, yeah. Because now not only do you have to claim us in private, you got to play claim us in front of Why you ain't posting me? body in the world. Why you didn't like my picture? Are you, yeah. So you didn't comment on it? That means you didn't like it? You know, You like, commented on Patrice's yeah, exactly. picture. Exactly. And so yeah. now the, the level of validation. Patrice? Why did I say Patrice? Because Patrice is always that bitch. It, you know what? Patrice and, 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 and Rhonda. It do be a Rhonda. <laughs> no shade to Patrice and Rhonda listening, but I'm like, the fact that I came out so natural means that y'all know who y'all, y'all messy. You know your character. Y'all messy. Y'all mm-hmm. hear no Brandon or Kayla. I'm just telling. But anyway. Yes, Brandon's like, <laughs> A, a coveted name. It's a great name. It and is, a lot of great and brand I names. never hear anything bad about those names. So, nope. oh well. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but no, for real, like it, it's a thing. You know, we need that validation. We need to feel protected in the sense that we know you are proud of us. Like you claim us. You're not ashamed of us. Yeah. Right. That's what that what you just said is so good. What women need is exactly what you just said. But we're tricked to think women need security. They need money. They need this. They need that. You think you need that. Again, and then you end up being 40 years old and you have a pool boy. Or you're in housewives and you're drinking your life away. You're unhappy. What you need, the security you need is that emotional security. This man is mine. He's not going anywhere else. He's taking care of my emotional Mm -hmm. needs. He's meeting my needs. Yeah, the, the a big house, that's great. That's all these different like things. I, I remember but you I had need one time the man me, to be there and validate that he's right. there for you. I had um, someone else, it was a while back, someone sent me um, a picture, mm-hmm. right? And it was a picture, it was like a joking, like a meme. And I remember like the bed, it had like bedding and murals on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it was like the couple, everything was the couple. Yeah. It was like big, huge murals of the couple. But it was like one of those companies that they were just showing you what you what they could make for you. Like mm-hmm. let's say you're a couple, like we can make a comforter set with y'all on it, your pillows with y'all on it, big huge murals that go over your bed. Mm-hmm. So she said, "She's like this would be you," and I'm like, "I hate you, but I need that kind of yes. validation." Yes. No, I get that. <laughs> like you better what say is, who. So is that I want to be your profile picture? Is that your love language? Uh, words of affirmation for me and, and here's the I weird, just learned about this last week and here oh you just the love languages I mean I've heard of them Don, you're such but, not a lover I mean I've not <laughs> I've heard of I know I know I get the gist of them but I never like looked into my own so love last week. La- I know what mine is mm-hmm. um, my love language is definitely more um, gifts so I do the g- gift giving like I want you to f- be like come home and feel surprised by a gift mm-hmm. I want your birthday to be special I want to send you on a trip or do a scavenger i want to just yeah give the give yeah, you, yeah. I you that is you for sure that's me you know and oftentimes i do that because i'm not good at the emotional stuff i'm mm-hmm. not good at the words i'm not i could literally not talk to you all day and still be like is there a problem like are we yeah my bad like was i busy was right. I paying you attention? right right here's a watch right. yeah it's i love you yeah and yeah. it's, but for me, I'm the I need the opposite, mm-hmm. and it's so weird the way the mind works. I mean, it's yin and yang. Yeah, that's, I literally need works. the opposite. I need someone who um, 
validates me, mm-hmm. who makes me feel like throughout the day you thought about me, who made me the WCW, who was like, <laughs> yeah, and like I couldn't, I I have a hard time, um, especially in, in the lesbian realm, being with a girl like how you're so okay, it doesn't really bother you. Um, per se, I think that's because you're not in love, though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really bother you if a guy isn't completely out 100% if they're personal, you know, businesses with you. Mm-hmm. For me, I could never, ever, ever, but I'm a girl and I'm, I, I want a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me, like, okay, you're not going to be able to hold my hand in front of your family. Mm-hmm. That's a problem for me. Like, even oh, though... Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, like, yeah. even though we're together and everyone knows it, mm-hmm. but you're like, you know, your family is one way. Like, they're, they're Christian or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not for gay, really. Yeah. If you were to be like, oh, I can't, you know, like, my family is here, so can we just... Like, oh, yeah, we so live together. They know dating. we're together. It's not a secret. Yeah. But yet, you, I, I don't feel like you're proud of it. Right. And I don't feel like anyone should be doing anything they're not proud of. Exactly. No. So if you're not... That I can't do. If you're not proud of this, Mm-mm. I don't want to be in it with you because now my feelings are hurt. Yeah. I feel like I'm dirty. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, yeah. we're a couple. I'm okay with you not being out all the way, whatever that means. But as long as you not being out is not impeding on my life because I can do whatever I want to do. So if that's your life, then that's fine. But if it's stuff like that, like, oh, someone's coming here. I'm not, I'm not going back in the closet I'm for anybody, but I'm not pulling you out either. So I'll try and meet you halfway. And if it's just something I'm not going to do, it's something I'm not going to do. But yeah, stuff, basic stuff like thing, that. Like, I'm not, it took too I'm, hard to get over that. If, so. so if someone were to tell me, okay, my mom, um, is really against gay marriage or gay relationships, like, and I just don't want to be have her feel awkward. So if well, she, I'm not telling you about your mama like right, that. So if she comes over, da da da, she can't come over. So I would just be like this. Here's the thing, okay? <laughs> like, because I'm so unapologetic about who I am, mm-hmm. I could care less. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I don't have, and and I get that it comes from a different place because my mom's dead. But my mom was super religious. Mm-hmm. And I would be hella nervous in front of her to do that. So I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I'm a little more free. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying your parents should die so you could be free. Life's not fair. But, That's but, your but I'm just saying where I am is where I am. And I don't... I could care less about my aunts. I could care less about my cousins. I mm-hmm. could care less about my siblings. I don't care about that shit. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day... We're paying these bills. Right. We're looking in the mirror every day. We're comfortable with our relationship. We're living together. Why the fuck do we care? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, everybody already knows. It's not a secret. Why are we faking the funk? Because Auntie Susie came over. Like, are we serious? And that's the thing. And that's that's where the boundaries come in. That's why I say I'm okay with whatever your your situation is as long as it doesn't impede on me. If Auntie Susie has a problem with this relationship... Auntie Susie can't come over. Period. If your mama has an issue with us holding hands, well, in my house, I'm going to hold your hand so she can't come over here. And I'm fine with that because that's how I am. I don't really want to meet your family anyway. Like, I need to know them. They need to know me so they know that you're somewhere safe and that's it. But you will not be coming to family gatherings with me. And so I'm not trying to really go to yours. If you want me to go support you, fine. But I'm not going anywhere I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to go over here and sit in the corner like, oh, this is my roommate. This is my friend. No. If we're going to go do it, we're going to do the whole damn thing or we're not doing it at all. So if they have problems, then they can't come. If that's a problem for you, then you can't come. And I'm back mm-hmm. by myself. Like, I, I call that selfish. But again, 
I can't, I can't be selfish because I'm alone and it's my life and I'm not dealing with what I, especially at this age. Yeah. I had my 20s to just be in meaningless relationships where I just did bullshit just to make people happy. Like, now, I'm at my age now, I'm like, um, yeah, it's all about me, what I want to do. Um, I don't really have time. I've, yeah. I played the role for so many years that it's like, Right, and so the roles that we're talking about—they're just games. I just, I—it bugs the hell out of me when people are like that. Yeah. Either, and then on top of that, like what? And and I think we talked about when I talked about the download female thing because it's a thing. You know, I can't stand um, the whole gender bullshit when it comes to the LGBT situation because it's becoming—it has become. It's not becoming. It It has become. So okay for a girl to be gay socially mm-hmm. um and the what i mean by that is the jokes that people like i saw uh, um i'm in these groups you know like funny groups on on facebook and stuff mm-hmm. and when i say okay it's like like i said it takes away and diminishes those of us that have battled to get where we are mm-hmm. when you make jokes or make light of or you turn on and turn off it just mm-hmm. it it really I mean, annoys the hell out of me. She was lesbian for but a phase. I saw um, this, like I said, the group, there was a thread. And it was like, every girl has some percentage of gay in it. And you, what's your percentage? Really stupid. Because it's cute. It, it's right. Cute, like, so, oh, I kissed the girl. Yeah, so the girls are <laughs> like, ah, you got to get me drunk on a Saturday. Da, 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 da. You know, I'm gay then. That doesn't make you gay. Like, that does, like, oh, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. It's Stop. very, very frustrating. Ten percent, you know. <laughs> you either are or you aren't. There's no percentage, okay? You either like <laughs> there's not a thing. Just say that you're a girl that likes to kiss girls because mm-hmm. you know it's a thing for you. Um, that annoys me. It's annoying. It annoys the hell out of me, and I feel like a guy couldn't oppose to that. Hell no. But you get what I'm saying? How the double standard is? Uh, you saw the way it did tank. Over that comment that he made, it's like y'all really took that and did the most. Not only it. that, but Tank never even said he did. I that. have some dick. He's never said that. He simply answered the question. He, you asked it. He answered. But you know what? Because and that really could have been a really healthy conversation. But she wasn't even asking that to be healthy conversation. It was just to be salacious to try to get something. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. What are you thinking, that? Those, that kind of behavior just continues the bullshit of the gender roles, of the DLX, all this stuff. It's like, I really wish you could move past stuff and just have a regular, just real conversations about things without just the immaturity behind well, it. Well, you but, can. You just have to get the right people. Yeah. I just don't know if we'll ever get to that as a society, that collective yeah. maturity. I think it's just people don't want to be that. They, people like where they're at. They're comfortable. You know, I think the majority of people, like, we have these conversations about things, but I think, it, the, again, the average Benny Jobirkin... I feel like people are comfortable with what's going on. Even with the board burning, it's just like, oh, well. Oh, this is going to, speaking of gender roles, this just popped in my head. I did this person one time who was very annoying. Yeah. Um, and one day we were talking, and this nigga going to say. It was did some, you put the ER on that? It was something. I should have. No, I said the A, but, I mean, he basically. <laughs> Stop it. Um, he's, uh. Something was going on in the world. Something major was happening. Like I don't know what was going on. It was a shooting. Something. Something was going on with the president. Something major. This is years ago. A shooting. Um, I feel like it was around the Sandy Hook time, and oh. um, Barack had like made a speech about it. Something was going it was on. And I was really just good like, yeah, you know, I was just like, man, like the world's so fucked up. Blah, blah. And I was going on my like, you know, sister social shit, and he was just like, whatever happened to her? I don't know. 
But he was like, um, he was like, what happened? And I'm like, what do you mean what happened? Like, the shooting of the kids, like, the little kids, it was awful. It was like a massacre at the school. And da, 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 da. And he was just like, oh, I mean, me and my family, we don't watch the news. We don't watch nothing. We just, we go to work and mind our business. And, da, 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 da. and it just sounded so ignorant. And you, like, I don't watch the news, first of all. But I know what the fuck is going on with, like, the the world. You know what I mean? He had no idea what I was talking about. And it's like, this is a major news story. I'm not asking you, like, you know, what did Kim Kardashian talk about on Good Morning America? I'm asking you about this mass shooting that just happened you, just the other day. You need to preaching to the choir. Like, I literally, that's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. But like, I, and I, I, I don't even want to go well, into the whole, no, no, we will. That, but what but I mean is, like, just I, in my head. I am that bitch. Like, I'm all over the news, I'm all in the political world, yeah. I'm all in pop culture. It's what interests me, it's mm-hmm. what catches my attention, it's something, I like reading, I like knowing what's going on, I like seeing even the conspiracy stuff, but not, like, some people get way too deep and I could care less. But I just like to hear it, like, mm-hmm. I like to see what's going on. What are, what are people talking about? What's happening? Yeah. And so that's my what my brain is on. So you'll even hear me talk about some random shit and you'll be like, okay, Kayla. <laughs> right, but I can't stand for someone to be like... I don't do social media. I don't watch the news. I'm like, I need you to know what the fuck is happening like, in the world. Shut up. Why okay. are you so dumb? That's an like, <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's, it's ignorant I, to then, be uninformed all the time. Well, what the hell do you do all day? I mean, you don't have to be entertained by it, but you need to be informed on what's happening. And and the story I'm talking about, it nice. might not even been that. Th- whatever it was, I just remember being so fired up about it and just being so instantly turned off when he said that, being like, yeah. So I'm going to get my stuff and go now because that was, just don't talk. We should just not even talk about this. That's what happens when you mix up best white politics and sex. And there would be two things that go hand in hand. Because it was like, I, this is ruined. Now we can't do anything. This now is awful. you completely ruined it. But Thanks anyway, um, y'all write in to us boner and let us know shrinker. how you feel about <laughs> um, boner shrinkage and gender roles. and That's what we're naming it. Fake we're naming the podcast. We're naming this episode. Fake lesbianism, <laughs> all that good stuff. Uh, Boner shrinker. <laughs> That's the episode right there. The title's born every episode during the episode. You guys always hear it live. So. All right, we're going to take another break, and we're going to come right back. Bye. Hey, guys. This episode is also brought to you in part by Sean Michael Co. Sean Michael Co. has a goal to create clothing for every situation in life while also striving to provide the most comfortable experience ever. So head on over right now to SeanMichaelCo.com. That's S-H-A-N MichaelCo.com. And use my promo code DONB to get $5 off your total purchase. You're welcome. All right, guys, we're back. And we're going to do this week's Minority Report. So this week we are doing, or our minority report, I'm sorry, it's about Dr. Daniel Hill Williams. Um, On July 9th, 1893, um, he was the first person to perform an open heart surgery. So did not know that a black man was the first person to do that. Um, So I'm going to read it to you real quick, but on, awesome. On July 9th, 1893, Dr. Daniel Hill Williams performed the first successful open heart surgery. Dr. Williams founded Provident Hospital and Training School for Nurses in Chicago, Illinois, on May 4th, 1891, the nation's first interracial hospital and nursing schools. Two years later, on July 9th, 1893, James Cornish was admitted to the hospital after being stabbed in the chest. Dr. Williams performed the first successful open heart surgery on Cornish. Dr. Williams repaired a severed artery and a gash in the... Mm. Gonna skip that word. The sac then closes the heart. 
<laughs> the sack that encloses the heart. James Cornish was released from the hospital 51 days after surgery and lived for decades after the incident. Dr. Williams was born on January 18, 1856 in Holidayburg, Pennsylvania, and died on August 4th, 1931 in Idlewild, Michigan at 75. So, again, I was our this week's Minority Report, highlighting black and brown success stories that you may not have heard of. Uh, I definitely hadn't heard about that. Can Nicole is familiar with it, but... Yeah, that's what we do this the weekend. I think it's only from watching um like little documentaries and stuff about uh black black history facts growing up. I knew mm-hmm. that we had like the first open heart surgery. Well I can't tell you like who the doctor was but but I knew that fact was true. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I mean child first everything. Everything. Happened. But just in case you didn't know, now you but know. But who are we? Yeah. <laughs> but you know. Not saying anything. Just enjoy that little tidbit. (laughs) But uh, one more break, guys, and we'll close this thing on out. Hey, guys. This week's episode is also brought to you in part by Valentino's Floral. Designer Brandon Williams brings an unparalleled vision and artistry to the world of floral design. Whether you need a beautiful bouquet for your loved one or flowers and decor for your wedding or event, visit valentinosfloral.com, and together you can create something extraordinary. You're welcome. All right, guys, so it's time for our off the dome question at the end of our every podcast where I make Don super uncomfortable, but this time I won't. <laughs> this time I have a more fun question. Um, either This is either going to be a question that you can answer immediately or that you're going to sit back like, it's going to take you a minute. So, Probably okay. the latter. We have Whitney Houston, Prince, Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey. One of them, full catalog and music has to be erased from music history forever. Who are you picking? Damn, from music history? Period. Michael, Mariah, Prince, and... Whitney. Whitney. Um, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock out Prince's. Um, and that's only because... Not because Prince's music is any less legendary. Um... What I like, what I like about Prince is not. I love his music, right. but that's not what I stand for about Prince. Like, it's I am a big fan of his. Like, I've watched all his behind the scenes, all his biographies. I love his personality. I love what he stands for. I love like his vision. I love what his mind works. I love his mm-hmm. art. I love the fact he does. He designed. He's also a designer of his own clothes. His fashion, and he's just himself. he's just himself, and that is like for somebody who struggles. Being themselves, like, that to me is, like... He's, like, the original Rihanna to me. He's, like, the male Rihanna. You know what I mean? I like that. Just, like, I am 100% myself, and you're just going to deal with it. Take it or leave it. And just like Rihanna, he kind of... He didn't just immediately pop. He had a few albums in the beginning where he was kind of just, like, finding his footing. And then once he kind of became himself, like, he just kind of took that over. I feel like... I feel like Beyonce's, like, our new Michael. Rihanna's the new Prince, for sure. Like, just (laughs) that person that's being themselves, you know? 100%. But, yeah, so I would let... Prince go no shade to the music we have our iconic music I listen to Prince daily you know what I mean he's on all my playlists I love him but I probably have more of the other three like I have Michael Whitney and Mariah's full catalogs like I have mm-hmm. every album of theirs on each one of theirs on my playlist on Prince I just have the songs that I like so I have playlists of Prince that I love which is like you know 15 songs but it's not all his music so that's my answer um, that was a good question 
I feel like, ooh, it was tough. I love you, Prince. You don't get upset. I feel like I heard thunder just now outside. Prince, don't be mad at me. You hear that thunder just now? No. Something felt weird. Oh, I didn't hear it. It didn't happen. I'm just oh kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so uh, I got to think of one for you, which okay. I have weeks to do this, and I never, ever have Yeah, one. you're getting on my nerves. Um, can I never even remember the segment until you're like, off Good the dome, job. I'm like, oh, Good wait, job. we do do that now. We've been doing it for months. <laughs> um, um, okay. So, let's, I'm trying to think of the same question for you, but I don't know if people you stand like that, so it's going to be a little bit harder. Go for it. But, um. You know I'm down for the cause. People's music you had to get rid of forever. Okay. So, I don't, though. I don't really know. It's, everybody knows who I stand for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to work for you. Nope. I already asked you boxes or briefs. <laughs> you didn't ask me that. Not that it matters. Oh, I thought I did. Boxes or briefs. <laughs> On a man? <laughs> On you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> When you're feeling your studs in this, I see you got your, you got your headband on. She got her do-rag on today, y'all. She got no, a Tim. No, I do Tim. not. Do not listen to She got her jeans on. No, I don't. Listen. <laughs> very much. Brace to the back. Give me very much Cleo. Yeah, right. No, she's not just like that at all. Um, I don't know, Kayla. This is a really hard one. And I asked you all those questions last week. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to come up with those questions. Don, I am thoroughly disappointed in you. I mean, it's not like you're not an interesting person, but I feel like I asked you a lot of questions. I'm not an interesting person, Don. Your words, not mine. Dick. You're very interesting. <laughs> okay, so like I said, okay, so let's see. If you could do anything else in the beauty industry outside of makeup, like beauty or fashion or whatever, is there anything else that interests you that you would want to do? Like, or is makeup just your thing? No, there. I literally... Not am... just beauty, I mean entertainment in general. Like, if you... Could do makeup anymore. Mm-hmm. What other entertainment industry no, type it. thing could you do? Um, I'm really, I don't know if this will surprise you or you'll be like, yeah, I already kind of figured that. But I've always assumed that I would be like um, directing or mm-hmm. producing. Hmm. Um, child, don't I, do that. Move that job. We can't afford this, child. Um, You're not going to drink over off of the equipment. But um, I always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like I like to be in control of things yeah uh, and I think that that's just one of my character flaws maybe or um no. I don't know but it's just something that I enjoy like I always wanted to do my own thing have my own whatever um and I also in like a another life <laughs> would want to um like develop like work on like a sitcom or like something you know something like that like I always wanted to write yeah um things people don't know about me is I write a lot of poetry mm-hmm. which I don't even think I've, I've told you that um Mm-mm. but it's something I enjoy it, it like it gives me peace mm-hmm. and I feel like I've always been better with the written word as far as getting out my feelings mm-hmm. than I am verbally and I do talk a lot but a lot of times when I talk it's off the dome mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. like straight gibberish like whatever mm-hmm. but when i'm writing or even when i'm just texting someone i feel like i get more out than if i were to try to explain it to you mm-hmm. in words does that make sense mm-hmm. um so for me if i were i would like to like either write a show or um like produce one or direct i love that, I like that. awesome that was a good <laughs> answer 
That was a good answer. I love it. All right, we're going to leave it at that, guys. Um, we're going to get out of here. The show's ringing a little bit long. Battery's dying. It's the middle of the night. You know, things are happening. So we should probably get home. Don's getting naked. Um, <laughs> I would like to be getting naked at some point. Um, make my day a little better. But, yeah, guys, you know what to do. Follow us on all platforms, wherever you pod. Also, um, follow the accounts at Off Black the Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the like. YouTube Grindr. to come. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm saying maybe Christian Mingle. Christian Mingle. But um yeah guys, we're excited. Um thank you again for tuning in with us. Anything you wanna say? You wanna say goodbye? Uh no, I just I and you know, I don't we don't like to get political so I won't but I do wanna say I really hope that you guys were able to vote in our primaries and that it is really important no matter what position you have, mm-hmm. it is important to exercise that right because we didn't always have it. So Exercise your right, do your due diligence, and let's pray that we go into a better 2021. Amen to that. Because 2020 sucks. I mean, it sucks. It has its ups and downs. It sucks. We're working through it. It sucks. We have to be careful for the good, the dark, and the light, y'all. It's all part of the plan. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. All I see is black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. Off Black the Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Produced by Don B and K. Nicole. Our original music is by Shawn Michael. And our original artwork is by Erratic Ink Art.